What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 183 in a year or four, and your boys just got back from the Shazam review. But don't worry, that is going to be covered at the end of the podcast. We will be giving our spoiler-filled review, so you don't have to worry about that. We will talk about it right before, in case you want to leave, watch the movie for yourself. Uh, or if not, you want to listen to us, and then maybe that'll convince you to go watch it. Hey, you can do that too. But right now, whoo! We didn't think we were going to have anything to talk about on this podcast, Batman-wise. And shit just came out last night and this morning. It, it's it been kind of wild how quickly things can pop up in the middle of yeah. nowhere, you know? Um, And I'm going to say, I think I want to dive right into it. I want to talk to talk about this Ben Affleck article that came out. Because it kind of made me a little fucking annoyed with what he said. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way. I, I definitely saw people like be like, oh, what does he mean by that way or whatever he yeah. his quote was as far as uh, seeing the uh, the way James Gunn is going to make the DCE, uh, yeah. the DCU. Yeah. My, well, my thing is like, so he said a lot in this article. So I want to preface that by saying that go read this for yourselves. I always think everybody should do their own research. Don't just take from some two fucking guys on a podcast talking about something. Go read this article for yourself. But there are just certain things that we saw in the article that we'll be talking about. Uh, he He's being asked a lot of questions about life and whatnot. But of course, everything always comes back to him being Batman, him being in the Justice League, and him directing a, like a Batman movie or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, and the two biggest things I think people are talking about are him, his quotes about why he is not going to be directing The Brave and the Bold or anything in DC, and also what he said about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I got kind of annoyed with, I think, I, I'd have to pull up the quote, but I feel like he kind of like brushed off the Snyder stuff and just kind of made it like it's all good and didn't ignore. Okay. So essentially what the, what the uh, writer was saying, I forgot. They were saying like, Oh yeah, Zack Snyder's fans are kind of intense. Right. And he was like, well, you can't argue against that. It is a, my film went from here to there. Like he just totally skips over Snyder bros being toxic fucks and not really kind of saying that they are intense or not. And he just goes on talking about like, Oh, well, you know, I can't argue against my movie doing better. And I'm just well, like, it, 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 the exact quote, the first sentence says, say what you want. It's my highest rated career movie. Yeah. Like he completely disregards yes. the actual comment of those fans are pretty intense. He's like, yeah, I don't care about that. It's my highest rated movie yeah. in my career. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was mentioning how, he would constantly hear people say that like, oh, your Justice League fucking sucked. And then it was crazy that he went from the bottom to the top. And now people are like, I love you in Justice League. You know what I mean? And I can understand that. I understand that perspective. Granted, I think both versions suck, but that's just me. Uh, but to, to kind of just st like, this is what I've hated with that whole group. And this is why I don't like Zack Snyder that much anymore, because he won't fucking acknowledge the bad people in his community. That's the only thing that annoys me about him. I like I was a huge Snyder fan, even with his bad movies. Sucker Punch was fucking garbage, but I still went and watched it and I still told people about it. I, I, there are things I love about that movie and there are things that I, I, I know it's a garbage movie, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. like 
I just hate when people have toxic communities and do not fucking say anything about it. Like, I just fucking hate it. And then especially people that are like, you take the praise and the good shit of the toxic community, but you don't mention anything about the bad shit. Really, I just hate it. It really annoys me. And yeah. so Ben Affleck sidestepping that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because he was like, oh, I was rated, you know, I can't argue, man. They might, yeah, over here, they're telling people to go kill themselves or fuck James Gunn and they hate everybody, but my highest rated movie, what can I say? Eh? Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Ben. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that or it, like what, what was something that annoyed, did it annoy you at all? Any of well, this? It did annoy me the quote that everybody is pulling because mm -hmm. I had told you uh, when we were waiting for the movie today that uh, the quote is, I have no, I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. She's going to do a great job. I just don't, I wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, well, what do you mean in that way? Like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. uh, kind of poking fun or taking a dig at James Gunn and his way of turning the DC universe in a, whether it be more comedic way or yeah. less serious way, more car like more comic book cartoony way. Like we don't know. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the one thing that I've seen a lot, just like you, I have started to mute a lot of these Snyder bros. I have, I hardly see anything Snyder related on my feed, but somehow it always shows up. Yeah. It always shows up. And a lot of these people are saying, Oh, he doesn't want to work with James Gunn, but he wanted to, he wanted to make a Batman movie for Snyder. He yeah. wanted to make, but you made a good point when we were in the theater. He's still making flash. He's yeah. still in the flash. That wasn't with Snyder. Yeah. Snyder bros are just totally ignoring that. They're just like, Oh yeah. You know, and I just, I, the delusion is so mind boggling. And I just want to make this clear to anybody on the podcast. Like, oh, there's Juice just fucking hating on the Snyder bros again. I don't like any delusional people, period. Like, and I've come across a lot. It doesn't matter if it's politics, if it's fucking anime, if it's fucking comics, anything, everyday workers. I have met just delusional people in every sense of life. And I just, all of them, I think they're annoying. Like, I'm just like, how can you be this way? Like, it just blows my mind. And maybe there's just old man juice. Like, I just don't have time to deal with it anymore. And that's totally fine. I can totally see myself being just like, don't got time for it. And that's why I mute a lot of people nowadays. Um, because I just, I don't know, I can't deal with it. Right now, the biggest delusion that I'm seeing is so much hate for Wonder Woman. Because King and other people are on it. Like, there are people so that are stupid. just fucking shitting on it. Like, oh, everything he's done in the past. When King himself has said, I don't think I got her right in the past. And I was actually, I didn't want to take on this project because like, I just, she's so hard to write, which is something we've had discussions about before. And yeah. like, so I just don't see how you can still hate on a writer because the, the way they're spinning it now is he's being so open with, with everybody being like, yeah, I didn't want this, but I got challenged and, in, and also kind of inspired by James Perez's death. Right? Like, you know, he was there and apparently James George Perez, Perez. George Perez, my bad. George Perez made um a, like a video, I guess, because he already knew like it was his time, right? Like I think we all he said that, right? He he made the decision. He was like, I'm just gonna go into I think it's hospice care or whatever. I don't know if he did that exactly, but he said he wanted to spend the rest of his time with his wife and not having to keep doing treatments. So in that time, I'm assuming he made this video when he knew it was kind of his end time. 
And he talked about from, according to uh, Tom King, that Wonder Woman was one of the best things he did, or like it was one of his biggest challenges. And King took that. He was like, ah, fuck. He was like, if this legend was able to take on this challenge, like I should try to do it too. You know, are you challenging me, George? Are you challenging me? You know, I kind of took it from that vibe. And so like, I don't, and then now people are just like, oh, you don't even have a plan? Like, I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, it it blows my mind. We have already known the way Tom King writes. He doesn't have an overall plan. He has a good idea of some of the stories that he might want to tell with individual characters. But when it comes to larger form storytelling, He's already told us, like, hey, I'm not one to literally plan out 100 issues. I just see how it goes. And although, for me, that's not the best way to do it, Yeah, it happens with some people. Not everybody is going to be a legendary mangaka, like freaking the creator of Dragon Ball Z, where he freaking knew exactly where he was going from when Goku was a child all the way until Goku was an adult. Like, yeah, it's, it's just things like that. Like it, we, we can't expect everything from all of these writers. Yeah. And it, it's proven that it doesn't even work. If you were to have everything planned out, look at Chip Zdarsky. He apparently has three years planned out. That ain't going too well in my book. That is the truth. You know, so like everybody's different. So I don't understand this. I am a judge a person off of their current project. You know, I've still read Tynan stuff post Batman because I'm like, you know what? His indie stuff is good. I've read some good indie stuff. I've read some of Snyder's indie stuff, even though I didn't like where they were going in in Batman. You know, I don't like to just be like, all right, you're a fucking shitty writer. I just don't think Zdarsky can write Batman. That's it. I haven't seen anything good of him writing Batman. But his other shit, apparently that Daredevil, that Daredevil looks cool. Just going back and looking at where it's going to be ending and stuff, it looks dope. I kind of want to read it still. Yeah. But, you know, that's it's, it's, I don't know. I don't understand how people are like, oh, fuck that person. Like, I just don't. I don't understand it. Um, and I kind of feel that's kind of how some people are with the DC movies. They try to be like, no, nope, it's DC. It's not Snyder, so everything else is shit. And I think it's just, it's a sad way to live, in my opinion. Yeah, Um, for sure. But anyways, so, yeah, let's talk about this Ben Affleck um, not directing. You read the full quote, right? It was, uh, like, from everything from the article? Yeah, well, well, the whole thing talking about him, how he's not, he will not direct in the DC universe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, he basically said he's not going to be directing in the DC Universe, which is the Snyder Bros kind of, you know, they took that off to do the Snyder stuff. They just using it to talk about Snyder. Um, how do you, like, I said this in the Discord. I would be lying if I thought he was the perfect fit. Because I, as and I think a lot of people are like, well, he was Batman. He would be amazing. And he's won an Oscar. That doesn't mean you're going to make a good Batman film. Because he could be thinking, well, Batman should be like how I was Batman. But that's not necessarily as as much as I love that Batman. That doesn't mean it's going to make a good Batman movie. You know what I mean? So like, I personally don't think he was the best fit, but I wouldn't have mind him directing Batman. Then you kind of brought up a different director who everybody wanted for Superman, uh, but you said he should direct Batman. So yes. why do you think that? I think just because he's interested, he's interested mm-hmm. in being within the superhero world. Okay. Um, and 
I mean, honestly, if he can't work with Henry as Superman, just give him a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some people, I know you made the comment of like worried that he might make, you know, think a realistic he, Batman. He, yeah. he might have, you know, probably gone the route of realistic Batman or whatever. But I think with the notes and everything else that James Gunn is creating this universe with, mm-hmm. I think he I think Gunn is going to almost force people to be like, yeah, that's not us. That's Reeves. He's doing that. We're making a comic book accurate Batman. We're going to yeah. make a Batman that can fight along gods. Yeah. Like that's what his, I mean, his whole thing with chapter one is uh, of gods and monsters. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a more comic book accurate Batman for sure. If he's going to have a puppet master behind him, you know, the James Gunn puppet master, I give him the shot. I'm not saying he's a bad director or anything like that. My yeah. worry is that he would try to be realistic because his the only thing I know him from is Mission Impossible. Possible. Yeah. Which was really successful for him. And the stunts are fucking insane in that movie. So a lot of I can understand why people are like, oh, those stunts with Batman. But I'm like, that that is realistic. Not realistic all completely. I think 99% of the time people would die in those stunts. That is a movie. But you know. I, I, you can't just replace Batman in the Tom Cruise spot there. You know what I mean? The thing I think why he works so well with Superman is because those stunts were so big and Superman could handle all that shit no problem. You know, I think that'd be really cool. I'm, I'm looking at it now. He is literally almost only like best known for Mission, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher. So all Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. that's all he's really known for. Yeah. So I, I can get your worry there. Yeah. So I wouldn't want him to do that because I I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've made it a million percent clear. Can't make it any more clear that I'm fucking done with realistic Batman. I do not care anymore. I want a super uh, superhero-esque Batman. So McCreary would scare me, but if he had the puppet master behind him and was like, no, you, you can't do it that way. You got to make a superhero. I'd be fine with it. Then you brought up Sam Raimi, who I don't know a lot of people that are saying this, but you say this is a fan favorite. It was in the realm of conversation more so around the time of, of course, Multiverse of Madness coming uh, to mm-hmm. theaters. His, his, of course, Spider-Man came up again and people were like, Okay, he's touched he he's known for the genre of horror. Yeah. He directed quite possibly some people would say the best Spider-Man trilogy that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. And with a character that could possibly do really well with some horror elements along with being comic booky. Yeah. Sam Raimi might be the perfect guy for it. Yeah. I did not see Multiverse of Madness. I saw parts of it, so I cannot comment on that movie. Although what I saw, I thought it was okay. Um, it was that Scooby Doo joke that did me in. I was just like, "Fuck that!" I'm not gonna watch that movie. Uh, also, Spider Man Three, one of the worst theater experiences I've had. <laughs> not necessarily because of the movie, <laughs> but because of these two bitches that I was sitting next to that wouldn't. Show oh the fuck yeah, up. yeah, yeah. You so, got it. Uh, but the movie also was not good. Let's make that very clear. But love the first two. So I don't hate Sam Raimi. I just not going to be my first pick for Batman. So per, two people that I would bring up, and I think one of them has wanted to direct Batman, 
but I also think he probably would try to be realistic. So I don't care about him too much. That being uh, Darren Aronofsky, who Black Swan, oh, uh, Requiem for a Dream, all those yeah. kind of movies. I think he just did something recently too. Did he do? I think he did The Whale, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least he's a, he might be a producer. I don't know if he directed it. But Darren Aronofsky, I believe, has been rumored to want to play with Batman as a character. Yes, he was the director of The Whale. Okay, so The Whale. So fucking high class director there does some fucked up shit if you've ever seen his movies but he could even be really trippy in the shit he does so i'd be like okay maybe he fucks around granted i don't want to see scarecrow again but if you're doing trippy kind of things there's plenty of batman characters you could play around with with darren aronofsky but if i had a dream pick this is never gonna happen i know it's never gonna happen guillermo del toro i want g <laughs> I always try to do his his initials. Uh Guillermo del Toro to do Superman. Really? I want, I want him to do Superman so bad. I just because feel like his style fits so well with Batman. I think it fits so well with Superman if it was a space odyssey and nothing to do with Earth. That's mm-hmm. the only way that he works with Superman. And it's the one thing that we've never gotten from a Superman movie. We've never just yeah. been like away from earth because honestly Gun will definitely Gun, do that not in this first film but n- not in the first one but the fact that like his whole thing with you know being from earth being so quote-unquote human in regards yeah. to pot you know being raised by ma and pa kent like yeah we have never ventured out into space when it comes to superman and i think uh del toro would be amazing at it doing all the wacky shit i think it would be really fun i can see him i haven't seen his pinocchio yet on Mm -hmm. netflix but i've heard that it's dark i know he can get dark and i think he would be a good fit for batman but i really want him to do superman he has he directed one of my favorite films ever uh which is um pan's labyrinth i Mm. went to go see that when i was i mean i was dating my ex at the time so i was between 18 and 23 so a long time ago uh fell in love with him at that point i was like oh my god this is one of my favorite directors he also did i think was it i don't want to say lady in water i think that's m night Shyamalan. um but he did that one movie with that creature and that lady that fall in love and everybody made jokes and memes about it oh yes 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 uh I forgot uh, what it was called, but I think it, I don't know if it won an Oscar. Oh, um, it did. It, yeah. it won, it won an Oscar. I went to go see it. Uh, yeah, I forget what it was called. Um, but I remember that film. Like he's, he is a seasoned veteran. Um, and so I would love to see him touch something. The shape of water. The shape of water. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I, those would be my two picks for Batman. Um, just because I think those two directors could play really well in that universe. Um, but I mean, I if if you gave me Ra- Sam Raimi or McQuarrie, I wouldn't sit here and be like, "Fuck you!" I, I, that wouldn't be me. Uh, yeah. They just wouldn't be my first picks. But Ben Affleck now, fuck you, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he's still a great director. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and shit on Ben. I just will say, I just didn't like the way I read that article. And I yeah. I have I have said this, and this could just be um, the way I read it. Maybe I just took it in the wrong way. Because I hate text conversations. I have said this a million times. You read texts based on your emotions sometimes. And you can read something that wasn't meant to be angry or snide or anything like that in an angry and snide way. And then it just comes off wrong. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I was 
I was in a good mood when I read it. So I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I just didn't really like um, kind of what he said. I think it was a Snyder comment the most, I think, to be honest, just like sidestepping the intensity of those fans and just the toxicity. And just like, um, I wish that the interviewer would have said it differently though. Cause they just said intense. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, say toxic. Like, yeah. Granted, I think I think people say intense because they don't want to say toxic because they know there are some good Snyder fans, you know. Oh no! But even still, even still, he could have worded it to say, "Oh, some of those Snyder fans are pretty toxic." Yeah, you could easily work it to where you're pointing out only the bad individuals. Yeah, and they still don't do it. Here's the thing, too. I guarantee you, if we were to get every log of every Snyder bro ever. There is a bunch of them that probably talk shit that he quit being Batman. I guarantee it. I think so. Yeah. But I want to also point out, because I don't want this to be a shit on Ben Affleck thing. He talked about how uh, that Justice League experience sent him to alcohol, which yeah. was, and we kind of, I think we talked about that on the podcast. Like he just did not look happy. He said it was one of the worst. His can you pull up his actual quote on it? Because it was fucking crazy. It was like so, the yeah, worst experience. I, yeah, I will read this entire thing talking yeah. about the intense online presence of the Snyder fans. He says, "Say what you want. It's my highest rated career. I've never had one that went from uh, Nadir to Pinnacle. Retroactively, it's a hit. All of a sudden, I was getting congratulated for the bomb. Uh, wait for wait. I was getting congratulated for the bomb. I'm in." Yeah. But I was going to direct the Batman and Justice League made me go, I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited for it. That was the worst experience I've ever seen in business, which is a full, uh, which is full of some shitty experiences. It's broke my heart. There was an idea of someone, Joss Whedon, coming in like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting and I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I've got the secret and it wasn't a secret that was hard. And I started to drink too much. I was back at the hotel in London. It was either that or jump out of the window. And I just thought this isn't the life I want. My kids aren't here. I'm miserable. You want to go to work and find something interesting to hang on to rather than just wearing a rubber suit. And most of it, you're just standing against the computer screen going, if this nuclear waste gets loose, we'll. That's fine. I don't consider uh, to the, do that or put it down. But I got to point where I, I got to a point where I found it creatively not satisfying. Also, mm -hmm. just you're sweaty and exhausted, and I thought I don't want to participate in this in any way, and I don't want to squander any more on my life, of which I have a limited amount of. Yeah fuck <laughs> yeah that's rough and i'm not gonna take any of that away from him i mean we we saw that physically on how that affected him and yeah. um yeah it's fucked up i mean it seems like that whole experience was terrible but he still came back that's, that's all i want to say he still came back so um so yeah i think it, it it he he's in no way needs to direct a movie um and also, I also want to point out, because a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, everybody just fucks him over. He's not able to do things his way. Something had to have been going on with his movie if they didn't want to move forward with it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just that. Because you had Jeff Johns behind that Batman movie as well, like co-writing it. Yeah. And 
I just can't see like that being bad. As much as people might have hate Jeff Johns or whatever, he's proved that he's a phenomenal writer. So I think there's probably a little bit of something that Affleck wanted to do with Batman that they just didn't agree with, you know? And that's why they also went and got Reeves, you know? Um, So, yeah, I don't know what was going to happen there. I don't know what we'll probably never know what happened there. But he he made it all clear. It seemed like it was a terrible experience. And I have no problem with people changing their their outlook on life. I mean, he obviously hit rock bottom in that situation. And I'm glad that he decided he'd rather be with his kids and stuff than having to deal with that shit. I respect that 100%. Um, But yeah, I don't know. So I'm not heartbroken how some people might be. I would have loved for him to direct a movie, not necessarily The Brave and the Bold, but I would have loved for him to direct a movie just to shut up Snyder Bros. That's it, honestly. I I would have loved to see him try to do like what was his oh shit what was that one movie that the movie in boston (laughs) (laughs) no there is one movie there is one movie that he did that everybody just raved about i can't remember that he was like a journalist or a reporter in the movie no 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 No, not gone girl one that he directed um let me actually oh um it wasn't the accountant he didn't direct that um avis or aim aim i don't know it's a weird name uh let's see here he won uh, an oscar for it no he won an oscar for gone girl right yeah he did get an oscar i believe for gone girl no maybe he didn't um i know what movie you're talking about i want to say it's argo argo i knew it I argo yes argo like him do an argo style like because we're getting the authority and everything else. Like yeah. an Argo style Grayson movie. Okay. I've never seen like, Argo, so I can't really say anything. Like but. I just because or even like he was he's really big into like the noir stuff. Mm-hmm. Like question. Spam. Yeah, exactly. Give mm-hmm. him something like question. Give him something uh like maybe kind of connected to like old school JSA type stuff. I think that would be kind of cool. But yeah, give him Blackhawks because fucking Spielberg ain't gonna do it no more. That's true. You know, um, I I'm very curious, man, because like obviously we kind of we didn't touch on this much. I mean, I brought it up, but we know Tom King's gonna be writing Wonder Woman. It was announced uh, after our last podcast. He's also on James James Gunn's writing team. Mm-hmm. He's also the one that broke that James Gunn is directing Batman. A little loose lips there, Tom uh, King. Uh, directing Superman. Directing Superman. My bad. My bad um loose lips sink ships as they say so do we think that tom king's gonna be maybe writing for what could be wonder woman in the future because the rumors are that he's gonna we know tom king loves to play with eras right we yeah. know he love he has no problem going back in time and telling a story he now has a character that could be throughout time so i'm really excited about that this is the first mm-hmm. time we're gonna be able to see that um, true but could he be maybe dropping a template for what we're gonna see in the dcu curious see i don't know because i know this is kind of a sidestep for from what we're what we're talking about but james gunn did also say 
that Wonder Woman is going to be setting her foot in animation first yeah. before we see her on the big screen or the small screen in live action. Yeah. So maybe I think it would be easier for because I personally, without King saying anything, I cannot say I cannot look at a project and be like, oh, that's definitely Tom King's writing when it comes to live action stuff. He's written a whole bunch of TV stuff and yeah. a whole bunch of TV uh, or movie stuff, but I have no idea what he's worked on. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's shared any of that because I think he uses a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. But now that he's working on DC content, he wants to use his name. Yeah. So I could see him very easily going from comics to animation mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, But yeah, so there's the news about Ben Affleck saying that he will not be a part of uh, the DCU, which is totally fine. The next biggest thing, which, uh, you know, uh, Clay made a joke about this in Discord of, you know, James Gunn smashing part of our podcast, was there was this big hoopla about the rights to Batman on TV. Uh, because somebody came out and said this random Twitter account, which there's so many of them, said that there's a legal battle brewing between Fox, Warner Brothers, and somebody else. I forgot who the other person was. Fox, was- Disney, and Warner Brothers. All yes. three of them. And technically, Disney does own Fox, but Fox yeah. is still their own property. That's yes. what a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Uh, even It's the news portion. Yeah, even yeah. even Disney created a 20th century Fox or not Fox initially with their name, but they created a 20th century comic book uh, mm-hmm. publishing for their uh, Planet of the Apes, Aliens and Predator comics coming. Oh, in the future. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, this this tweet was saying that we will not see or Robert Pattinson cannot be Batman in the Penguin uh, Matt Reeves show because of this legal battle, but he can be Bruce Wayne. He can that be was... Bruce Wayne or the Drifter. Yeah, which who fucking cares about that guy? Like the Drifter is basically Pattinson's version of Matches Malone. Yeah, like let's be completely dark. honest. Yeah, he should be Matches Malone. Like yes, just do the do that, especially with all this mob shit coming on. If he's gonna be in the show, he should be Matches Malone. Uh, do you know what I would love? Honestly, in all honesty, if we, if we are if we are no longer being those people that are like fuck this universe, and now yeah. we're considering, hey, you know, it's a separate thing completely. We're okay with this. If we find out that there was a heavily makeup Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. that was secretly matches Malone in the Penguin, but we don't find out until after season one, yeah, I would be impressed. That would be great. That would be great. I I don't think we would. There's no way we would miss that, I don't think. Like, that would get out, you know? Uh, you're thinking, like, he's just in a cameo? Like, you're thinking it's, like, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder? No, because you could tell that was Tom Cruise in a fat suit. But a lot I'm of people saying... didn't until after. Because they gave really? him fat arms, yeah. Yes, they did give him fat arms, but his face was just Tom Cruise with, like, weird giant glasses. Yeah, true. But he wasn't, like, in the trailers and shit, if I remember correctly. True, he wasn't so, in the trailers. I think the only one that ended up in the trailers because he was, I, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. wasn't Matthew McConaughey also in Tropic Thunder? Yeah, he was the agent to Bruce uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think you only saw Matthew McConaughey 
in the trailers. Yeah. You never saw Tom uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Speaking of that movie, love that Ben Stiller defended it recently. Uh, yes, he was and like, yeah, and so did so did uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he really needs to defend it. Um, <laughs> but like, I love it. He was like, it was controversial when we made it. You know, so like, I, I love that. I, I want more of that. Doesn't mean you should be a dickhead and just do controversial stuff to be controversial. But there was a lot of satire in that movie, which I think a lot of people ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so yeah, big hoopla on Twitter. Oh no, Batman can't be in this because Fox and blah, blah, blah. Uh, James Gunn shut that shit down real quick. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, he was like, not true. That's it. Now, here's here's the thing though. So... Uh, the uh, the whole conversation around this started to build up before James Gunn said anything, and uh, of course, uh, Casey Walsh actually made a comment on it. I mm-hmm. was talking to him about it, and he said, "What we all knew before, WB had this weird thing about if Batman is if if a character, not necessarily just Batman, but if yeah. a character is going to be on the big screen." They cannot be on the small screen. Yeah. Don't know why, but it was just a choice that they made. And mm-hmm. so Casey Walsh does bring up, he says, so WB had a general rule wherein any character that had a movie in development would not show up on TV. Uh, and which is also a reason why characters weren't allowed on things like Arrow or The Flash at certain periods. It was never a rights issue, just a preference. Yeah. Do you think Gun continues this trend? Because there is that of elseworlds that he has fully committed to mm-hmm. there's going to be stuff that isn't in continuity to his dc universe do we still see batman on the small screen with batman being on the big screen i think well are we considering the small screen is streaming services yes yeah uh yeah you're gonna see batman i think on the on the small screens but he's gonna control everything so it's not going to be a shitty CW version of Batman where he's in a suit with a cowl on. <laughs> what the fuck is this? A Zadarsky tuxedo, writing? Yeah. Fucking, let's not forget Zadarsky oh, did man. that on his first issue. Um, yeah, I, I I highly expect it. Um, and it, it might not be much, but I think we'll see something. I mean, you're talking about James Gunn put the Flash and Aquaman in his small screen show. So why wouldn't he Yes, but it was others? the same version of the characters. Yes. You're talking about Elseworld stuff? Only yeah, Elseworld? I'm, yeah. No, I'm I'm saying like so for instance, uh-huh. In regards to Casey Walsh's uh comment with, you know, characters not being allowed on Arrow or The Flash, mm-hmm. very famously, I remember this episode so clearly. There was a Suicide Squad episode on Arrow. Yeah. They all died at the end of the episode, and what came out the very next weekend? Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Harley died though. Uh, in that uh, show, no, in that show, Harley was wasn't even shown. She was only teased. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the they didn't show her, but I think there's a scene with her. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they didn't use it. If I, I could be wrong though. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think he will be. They'll make an appearance because that's that's such an easy ratings pop, you know. Like, oh, Batman was in Penguin. And then everybody's going to go watch Penguin. Like, it's just, you know, there was a lot of people that went to go watch Peacemaker because of the Justice League. 
Like, yeah. so I think it'll happen. And I think it's also like, it's the way to build the connective tissue, right? I don't think that you're going to get a lot of greenlit Elseworld stories that are garbage, you know? But I do hope we're going to get like Red Sun. That would be really fucking cool. Um, I think that's the way you bring Henry Cavill back, to be honest. You give him Red Sun, you know? But, I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, he James Gunn has said he likes Cavill. I don't know if we'll ever see Cavill in that suit again or whatever. But uh, I think that would be a great thing for him. Because Red Sun, you could literally bring back the OG cast of of Zack Snyder's fucking Justice League if you wanted to in Red Sun. And be like, this is a oh, household so. story. And that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, and then they never do anything else. Uh, and then, yeah, I think people would be fine. Well, I fucking know that's a fucking lie. People would not be fine with that because it'll just reignite Brink Snyder back to direct everything. No, but I do think that like it would. And it's so funny how Snyder fans will are so easy to like turn on each other. Mm-hmm. It's like we love Zack Snyder. We love all the characters and people that he works with. Oh, yeah. the people that he works with are working on other movies that aren't Zack Snyder films. Fuck them. It's just like yeah. they have careers. They need more work. They can't just yeah. work on everything Snyder's working on. Like, chill out. Um, and so I, I do think if Gunn were to ever do that kind of thing, if like he was to say, hey, Red Sun with Henry Cavill, with Amy Adams, like people would go absolutely nuts. And I think there would be a lot more promotion on the Snyder fan side. Mm-hmm. But still, there would be another corner of that of that faction that would just be like, oh, he's just trying to sell the uh, make money off of Snyder's name and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I can't believe that Snyder con thing or whatever is still going on. Like it like I thought it was cool the first time yeah. because a lot of people that I know uh, were involved. They were being hosts. They were interviewing people. I was like, bravo to you guys. That's awesome. You're mm-hmm. being you're able to talk to some of your favorite directors, uh, your you know favorite writers for these things. I think that's really cool. And the longer it went on, I think it's gone on for, I think this is its fourth year mm-hmm. or third year. And I'm just like, guys, because again, the whole dark side thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like, it's just another thing that Snyder is going to be like, Oh, I can still bring in those Zack Snyder Justice League people. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who haven't lost hope. I can still kind of draw them into this other thing that I'm doing and just call yeah. it a dark side project. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. I used to like Snyder so much, but can't do it anymore, <laughs> man. Uh, moving on to something that literally came out after we posted the podcast last week uh, is Batman gets two seasons at Amazon. So, and this is the animated show. Now, yes. do you think, does James Gunn just classify this as Elseworlds automatically? I believe so. Because if I am not mistaken, I believe Cape Crusader is supposed to be like 1940s noir. Like, I hmm. think it's supposed to be an older Batman. Um, not older Batman. I think it's supposed to be just old timey Batman. Okay. And the reason why I think that is I believe uh, when they first started talking about this at Fandom, the entire Cape Crusader series mm-hmm. was born out of the one shot that they did uh, 
because they they did like a black and white one shot with like Bruce Tim style, didn't they? Uh, a um, while back, I don't remember. I don't remember that at all, to be honest. Let me let me see if I can find it. Yeah. So yeah, two seasons at Amazon. Did they? I don't know if they said the episode count. Did they? I don't. Uh, know. I don't believe so. I can look that up. But Amazon time. usually gives us like eight to ten. I think when it comes to anything. how many episodes did invincible have i would assume it would be something along those lines and yeah so 10 episodes so that'd be 20 episodes over two seasons which not bad i'm down with that and are they gonna be like hour-long episodes or are they gonna be like 30 minutes uh they, I said think that, have they? they have not but even invincible was still like about 25 to 35 oh, okay. minutes yeah yeah, so I'm down. I said I wanted to. I wanted them to go to Amazon if they were going to go anywhere. So I'm excited to see uh, what they do there. Yes. Yeah, so this is it. It is Batman Strange Days, Bruce Timm's Batman 75th Anniversary short. Hmm. Uh, I it's, read it. It's no, no. It's a. It's an animated short. It's two hours, or it's not oh. two hours. It's two minutes. Jesus. <laughs> That's not a short. Yeah. Um, it's two minutes and forty five seconds uh, on YouTube. Uh, no. I will even share the link over at our Discord. So if you would like to join, of course, the link is always down below on the YouTube feeds. Yep. Uh, and we can make sure that it is also in the show notes down below uh, in audio format. But we talk a whole bunch in there. Anything and everything, Batman, gaming stuff, whatever. Yep. But I will make sure to share that right now. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that, but we haven't seen shit. So there's not really much to talk about besides it getting two seasons. So it'll be here to stay for two seasons. So that's nice um, to see. But moving on from that, it looks like we got, uh, I don't even know what this is, Riddler's Secrets in the Dark? Yes. So uh, the audio uh, podcast, the 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 uh, one that you haven't, listen to batman unburied okay um hassan minaj's character the riddler is getting his own audio drama that's cool i love hassan i i think he is absolutely amazing as a person um he is getting his own uh podcast his own his own audio drama should i say so the story broke out. Uh, it says here, Spotify and DC are teaming up once again for a new original podcast entitled The Riddler's Secrets in the Dark. Actor Hassan Minaj announced the new series on Thursday with a short introduction video about his next ongoing uh, outing as the character. Uh, I can also share this at, at the Discord as well. Minaj confirmed that more characters from Batman Unburied will appear in the new series, including Batman, Barbara Gordon, and Alfred nice i actually really hope he takes over the daily show because he left the daily show to go do his own show on netflix then netflix fucking canceled it and then trevor noah left in december and i really hope he takes over the daily show they're doing that whole like rotating host things right now kind of like jeopardy did um but i really hope he gets it because he is awesome so uh yeah so that's pretty cool i didn't even finish the harley quinn one but you know with christina ricci in it uh, it was cool for what I was uh, listening to, although I wasn't really feeling uh, the Joker in that. So, I I have said the Joker does turn into more of his own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like Justin Hartley as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Uh, I overall really enjoyed that series. Now, Batman Unburied, 
that one that one was a little odd um yeah. it turned into a whole crazy thing because at one point like there's one reality that you actually learn is a dream world that bruce thinks up and it's actually because of hugo strange mm-hmm. and poison ivy working together and like there's all these different things that kind of interconnect but the riddler plays a really big part in it and i will say out of that entire audio drama the riddler was the best part for me oh nice yeah uh yeah i haven't been able to sit down and listen to any of those uh because i'm usually often listening to music when i'm working not necessarily audio dramas but uh, they are uh, fun to listen to. I mean, I liked what I was listening to in the Harley Quinn one. I just didn't like the Joker's character so much. But uh, I think that's everything we got, right? When in terms of news, um, if I'm not mistaken, we did. I the- believe that is it. Oh, well, actually, there is two castings uh, that have happened uh, just in today. So uh, the first one being, of course... Uh, they have casted he is better known as Holiday in Long Halloween. Mm. Uh, but uh, the character uh, Alberto Falcone will yeah. be played by uh, Michael Zegan on The Penguin. And then earlier today, while we were actually in our movie, Theo Rosie and I recognize. Uh, this actor, I'm actually going to look him up so that way I can tell you uh, what other stuff he has been in. He has been in Sons of Anarchy, Vendetta. Uh, let's see here. He was. I know I he know was in. Uh, here, I'm actually going to share my screen so yeah, I don't know who this can... person looks like. We'll see right now. Obviously, audio listeners, you won't know. So the name was what? Theo Rosie. Theo Rosie. Mm, nope. So don't know him. You've never seen this? I've never seen this before? guy. Nope. I don't I've never seen Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. So Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh really popular in Son Oh, he was also in Luke Cage. That's what he was uh, also in. Who was he in Luke Cage? He was one of the Oh, he was the asshole in J- Zack Snyder's movie? Yeah. Is that the In uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, everybody he, sucked in that movie. Um but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that picture okay. right there. Yeah, he, right, was, he the was the asshole, asshole in 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 that movie. Okay. Uh, he is playing. Uh, well, it actually does not say who he has been casted as. He's just been casted in the Penguin. Yeah. Not Maroni, right? Because Maroni got cast already, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Interesting. I like that they're building out the mob bosses. So, uh, I think that's going to be really cool gonna be weird i mean it sucks that selena kind of just like dipped out of the city you know yeah so she's not gonna be a part of it because i think it would be nice to see her trying to take over her like we learned in the movie father's empire you know fighting for it but uh i think then it wouldn't really have a point of having penguin there right because he's the one that needs to take over but all right that's all the news we got there ladies and gentlemen we are going to move on to viewer questions before we do comics and then of course our shazam review uh, in the Discord, do we got any questions in the Discord? Yes, we do. Let's we see. have two. Right. Uh, the Ponderer has asked a question finally after oh. months, it seems like. So he says, James Gunn is, is good at making characters that people don't know or care about. So 
my question is what lesser known Batman character would you like James Gunn to bring to the DCU? Um, James Gunn actually came out and talked shit about Condiment King, right? I think, wasn't that something he was like, no. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think somebody somebody said it in like one of, of course, whenever he posts anything, everybody also, like, I feel like one person did it. Now everybody is yeah. like, oh, he, he needs to answer my question. Yeah. And yeah. so, and thankfully he is the kind of person that will go out and be like, okay, I'll, let me ask, answer some questions every now yeah. and again. Uh, but whenever you see him post, expect there to be a flood of comments asking him about DCU and not making any comments towards what he posted about. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm always going to say Scarface um, because I think Scarface would be awesome. Although I think Scarface would be probably better in Matt Reeves's universe right now. I would love to see him in either one of them because he hasn't been in either one of them. So um, I think that'd be really cool. Granted, he did show up in Gotham, but um, wasn't that great in my opinion. I do Clayface after, especially after reading that story that we read recently, One Bad Day. Uh, I would love Clayface. And then I'm always going to always gonna be uh, shouting out Dollmaker. I, I want to see Dollmaker for sure. So either Very of those. Nice. But um, I'm going to say... I think, I think Killer Moth. It has to be Killer Moth. Um, mm. is is the one for me. Just like the Clayface, kind of reinvented the character in my mind. Yeah. I think that Killer Moth story, just like it was so so good, yeah. in in uh, Gotham Knights. Um, if not Killer Moth, um, again, going to the handy dandy villains list over on uh DC database. Um, I think if we go super D E F tier list, um, dude, I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. There's Condiment King, mm-hmm. two names above Condiment King, Clock King. Clocking now, would be cool. Now, again, it may only be because it's probably alphabetized. Yeah. But because it's so low in the list, I'm just like, oh, come on. Clocking has to be at least a little higher than Con. Con- yeah. King, right. Um, Clocking's fire. He'd be a good, uh, good villain for sure. I think. I would say this is way out of left field. People don't usually say this because a lot of people forget about the supernatural of Batman. Mm-hmm. do dracula uh but that one movie is pretty decent batman yeah, dracula batman, batman yeah. versus dracula it's amazing i just think it would be too wild for movies in my opinion like unless it's an elseworlds I, I was gonna say i think it yeah. has to be an elseworld yeah. i don't think you can I, I think it would make people's heads explode to think Holy shit! There's vampires in the world of DC Universe. Yeah, but again, there is the actual like we have the book. I don't think they DC like, versus vampires. Yeah, I don't think people would be crazy about vampires. I think people would be crazy about Dracula. You know what I mean? True. You know, I don't think people people are like, oh, vampires. That's cool. And like Dracula. Like what the fuck? Like that's that's weird. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I um. Yeah, I would I would say either of those characters. And then we got Arwitz next in the Discord. If you had to choose which Batman villain uh villain gang you would like to work for, which Batman villain gang would you like to work for? 
The top this, ones are all scary. <laughs> this is the hard question because you know you're either getting killed by the leader, yeah, or getting completely mangled by the fucking Batman. Yeah, uh, I'd I'd take getting my ass beat any day than dying all day. <laughs> um, I it would not be Joker. Joker just no. kills, no mm-hmm. problem. Two Face, you're up to the coin. It's a game of chance. If he's mad at you, he'll always flip the coin and you're just going to have to be living with that. So that's kind of scary. Riddler would probably kill you if you can't solve his riddles. And I would not want to do that. I would panic trying to solve a riddle (laughs) from him. So I don't know, man. Maybe like a goon for Mr. Freeze. I'll deal with the cold. Fuck it. Can, can I say canonically, we are within a comic book universe, so we have to fit the comic book roles. So I would say Razal Ghul, so I can be a fucking ninja. Like, yeah, I guess you can, could can, do that. Can I? But can I say that he, he does test people to kill, so you could die by somebody better than you. So oh that kind of fucking sucks. And he doesn't give anybody just he doesn't just give anybody access to the Lazarus pit. So that'd be kind of rough unless you know you're going to be the best ninja. I don't know if I don't want to go there. I think I could just get some nice warm clothes and deal with freeze. Although he could freeze me with this freeze gun if I piss him off. But yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to be with Croc. You know what? Actually, actually, I'm going to be with Ivy all day. If I'm gonna get killed by Ivy, be like, go for it, kiss of death, do it, do it. Uh, See, I was gonna say it, either Ivy, like Bane's guys, don't seem that much in danger. Other than he likes breaking backs too much. I ain't in about that. <laughs> I ain't gonna get done with that because then he'll just leave you there. Like you're not even dead. Your back's just broken. I ain't gonna deal with that. Oh, Ivy shit. all day, get eaten by a plant or something. Give back to the earth. At least I know my body's gonna go somewhere. Um, so that's who I would go with moving on to the YouTube comments. Uh, this was my favorite comment of the week. Metallica says any rule 34 recommendations. Um, <laughs> love this. No, we, did you see the replies? <laughs> yeah. And then Metallica replies to himself, hopefully DC related. Uh, and then Nathan says like artist story or character wise. I wish black label did hentai style manga stories. <laughs> So, uh, any chance of that was killed because Black Label just so happened to launch during the AT&T merger and people were up in arms about Batman penis. So, yeah. you're never going to get that. You're going to always have to go to R34. Um, to be honest, I can't sit here and tell you like any particular artist or anything. I'm just going to say if you want that kind of content that is DC related, go to Reddit. And usually Reddit has the artist tagged in the actual posts. So you can go follow whatever artist you want. And I've seen some say, great stuff on there. It's 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 honestly the internet. So you just yeah. type in any name and then add R34. It's going to have it. True. Like, Although Reddit, I think, is probably just more structured. And a lot of it. True. You know, so I'll go with that. Uh, I recently saw uh, Batman, Catwoman, and Wonder Woman. And I was like, hey, whoa, what's up? So, uh, you know, that Tom King issue that, you know, they mentioned it done r34 you know you know what i will i will go ahead and shout an actual dc artist she hasn't worked on anything for a while but uh her twitter account is 
uh oh the final Bab- fantasy one babs draw oh no. babs uh, uh, yeah yeah yeah. i know who you're talking about babs tar is yeah. uh her twitter she uh, did the bad girl she did uh bad girl stuff uh but her r34 stuff is a lot of harley ivy uh, yeah i uh i actually subbed her patreon for a month to check it out so <laughs> yeah i support i support um but yeah i checked out her stuff she's actually a really good artist even outside of the r34 stuff so babs is cool also the final fantasy chick what's her name um, oh yes that is uh, uh i have i don't follow her so but jen bartell yeah jen bartell she's really good she also did like shoes and stuff which was pretty crazy so yeah a um, lot of amazing artists out there and it's funny because you'd think they would be dudes but they're not all dudes there's a lot of female artists that get into r34 so uh yeah so i the internet i would just recommend so there you go moving on to eduardo de la cruz uh who would and win uh deathstroke versus reaper overwatch uh condiment king versus moon man rider i'm not gonna lie when i read this the other day i fucking laughed out loud uh <laughs> and then nolan's joker versus reeves riddler come on is that even a question the nolan one yeah, I I, I don't. There's no competition. Yeah, there, there is no world where Reeves's Riddler beats Nolan's Joker. Yeah, in in no world. Yeah, um, not at all. He beat Eduardo, Batman. People forget that. Yes, like, he did. Yeah. Uh, I just have to ask, Eduardo, are you playing a lot of Overwatch right now? Because even uh, Overwatch, like I said uh, in our, I'm pretty sure last podcast, uh-huh. uh, they actually have a uh, a sponsored. Uh, uh, yeah, thing with man. with one yeah. punch man and uh soldier 76 is moomin rider really i didn't yeah. see the skins i have only seen the um <laughs> what's his uh padawan's name pretty much uh the robot guy the... he uh i can't remember it it's yeah, been so long since it. i've watched one punch man yeah but yeah him uh it's i've been watching just funny clips lately but yeah i'm going deathstroke I think Reaper just has the guns. Granted, he has some abilities, but I don't know. I'm going to go Deathstroke over Reaper. I feel like Deathstroke's been in all of these, kind of just like Condiment King. I think somebody wants us to not pick Deathstroke. It's, yeah. So, so I, I'm bringing that him, one punch uh, man one's hilarious. Does he have, he doesn't have the cape though? Oh, he does have the cape. Okay. He does have the cape. Um, the, I, see, so this is a hard thing for me when it comes to Deathstroke and Reaper. Mm-hmm. I, soloed reaper a lot when Mm -hmm. i was playing overwatch the first one yeah i thought reaper was op yeah reaper was cool yeah uh and i just i love the matchup just Mm -hmm. because of who reaper is and the overwatch universe and everything uh moon man rider but i think i'm gonna have to just give it to deathstroke like yeah he he is kind of unbeatable i'm trying to get a, a good picture of the moomin right those are really good skins yeah they are but yeah. i like if the community wasn't as toxic yeah as it is i would play more overwatch yeah fuck that i actually like apex because apex has such a good ping system you don't need to talk to your your team yeah um but yeah i i quit overwatch the moment that blizzard uh fired that guy from the team for speaking out against china so i said fuck them and i deleted the game from my console so um granted i'm sure there's something out there that i support that's bad i'm just saying i thought that was really shitty of them so that's why i stopped playing everybody picks their own battles Uh, they even gave him an at 
end of like a play of the game uh nice. bicycle that's pretty uh, cool emote that's pretty cool with that being said though moo man rider all day over condiment king <laughs> yes moo man rider's taken a beating and survived yeah yeah so like that's not even a competition although you made me laugh i'll say that <laughs> um but there's no competition there moo man rider's got the biggest balls in the one punch man universe uh, I mean, he rides a bike everywhere. You know how good those calves look? Like, they got to be looking great. Uh, so, yeah, Moo Man Rider all day. Uh, we got up next, we got Alexis Barretta. What Batman moment slash decision made you rage out? Like, fuck this book. The last few years? Um, uh, man, I'm trying to remember. The, the run hadn't even officially started yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to... Uh, word balloon with uh Tynan mm-hmm. and him making the comparison of uh Batman and Ghostmaker being the Naruto and Sasuke of the DC oh, universe. Uh, yeah. And I said, fuck this guy. Yeah. You cannot just immediately bring in a new character and be like, oh yeah, this is the Naruto and Sasuke of the DC universe. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Um I most recently because I'm pretty sure you listeners probably have a better memory than I do of things that have pissed me off because I've definitely had many rants on this podcast. The most recent one I can think of though that I like blatantly remember is issue 125 where Catwoman it it looked like Catwoman was fucking what's his face. Uh I don't even yeah. fucking remember that guy's name anymore, but that you know wannabe character um you know what was it we're calling wish ghostwriter or whatever ghost maker yeah, or whatever yeah. uh valmont there's his fucking name yeah, yeah I, I was just pissed at that and then it, obviously it turned out later that that was the case but i just fucking i was like are you fucking kidding me like that's exactly what we're starting your issue off with that is the and that's just me loving Batcat, but it's also it was for no reason and so that really pissed me off i think before that another zadarsky moment was him having Batman use a gun and shoot somebody uh, in his, what is it, before Batman or whatever the fuck that, the Dark Knight something something book. Um, and before that was his fucking uh, urban legend story. So Zdarsky has been taking all the golds lately for books that have made me be like, are you fucking oh, kidding yeah, me? Oh yeah, the smiley dude. Yeah, the oh yeah, Batman's greatest wish is being able to kill the Joker. Like... Come on, man. Uh, so Zadarsky takes the cake. I actually think Zadarsky, I might dislike Zadarsky's writing more than Tynan. Because at least Tynan had characters. Well, no, no. I was going to say, at least Tynan got Harley right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There and... was something to like about his book a little bit. But I will say this. Chip is getting a good Tim Drake at the end of the story. True. True. Um... Yeah, I don't know. But I'm curious what would have happened if Tynan had the luxury of backup stories. So, because he didn't, if I'm not mistaken. He just had to write everything in his his book. I feel like What's-His-Name's kind of cheating with two different things. Granted, his Catwoman was also terrible. So, but... Oh, I just read a tweet from uh, Mr. Gunn himself. Oh? That will deeply involve our talk of Shazam. 
Oh, okay. Something we can start off the part of it with, or we have to do it after. Uh, do we need it, to talk about the review first. Yeah, we. It's it's oh, having okay. to do with the other stuff that we saw. In the oh, okay. All right. Uh, we'll be talking about that later on. But yeah, uh, Zadarsky, and that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I yeah, fuck him. So sorry. <laughs> His other stuff's good. Zadarsky, if you ever listen to this, anybody ever clips this out of context and sends it to you, I think you're all. I think you're a good writer. I just don't like you on Batman. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on to Clay. Uh, if Batman was put in Attack on Titan, the Attack on Titan world, how would he and his tech do there? How would it affect the story? So, are you caught up on Attack on Titan? I am not caught up, but okay. I know the premise of Attack on Titan. Like you just like, even if yeah. you were to throw him into the first season of Attack on Titan, I yeah. think that's good for this question. Okay. Now, the only thing is, it's almost like throwing Batman into like. If you guys have ever seen uh, Batman Ninja, the movie, mm -hmm. it's like it transfers him into a very like uh, feudal Japan. Yeah. Where like there's not a whole lot of high tech, but at the same time, they were able to have like mechas and shit. I, I, yeah. I mean, bunch I of monkeys turned into a mecha. Yeah, it was yeah, wild. It, it was very wild. anime. Um, But here, I don't think he would be able to do a lot with his tech mm -hmm. other than of course his grappling hook his grappling hook would essentially be what the uh uh, uh oh my god i'm forgetting yeah name. the like, um, uh, aerial i forget what it's called the aerial maneuver equipment i forget what yeah. it's called yeah uh that would essentially be that or he would see how they make it mm -hmm. and take parts from his batmobile that probably isn't functioning in that world or whatever Mm -hmm. and make his own um i think it would do well now here's the thing though his no kill rule in the sense of finding out some of these titans are actually humans i think that would hinder him a little bit what do you think so well if we're going on season one alone because i'm, I'm caught up so i know what happens we're going off season one alone. I think that means Batman would be trying to figure out how everything happened. He'd be very detective. He would be trying to figure out what's in that damn uh, basement that they reference, right? Oh, so yeah. Yeah. he would constantly be trying to figure out, is there a way? Because in season one, nobody knows how the Titans are the Titans. Like, they're just the Titans. Like, you've lived with it for centuries, right? They've been outside the wall. Everybody's been okay, yada, yada, yada. So I think Batman, you would see a lot of detective work from Batman trying to figure out what exactly the Titans are. But I think if he were to walk into that, he would probably see a lot of the people killing Titans, and he would be, like, okay with it at the start until he finds out what they really are. You know what I mean? And then I think he would change. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's how it would go. But he would probably tell them, like, yeah, the base, you know, the nape of the neck is the best thing. We can do this. I actually have explosives that can take them out in one shot or whatever. You know, you don't have to risk all that. We just got to get better at shooting the back of the neck or, you know, something along those lines. So I think Batman would do something like that. Maybe he would try to come up with some kind of, like, sleep type thing. Because he would want to catch a Titan, like alive right to kind of study it or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah i'm pretty sure i mean it depends on how much tech are you giving him you know are we getting like 
Hellbat suit? Are we getting like the fucking Batwing, the Batmobile? You know, it, it all depends on what kind of tech you're getting. Are you getting the Justice Buster? You know, so it just <laughs> yeah. depends on how far you want to go. But I'm oh, thinking, oh god, like, the Justice Buster against yeah, Titan. God, yeah. Damn. So I'm just kind of thinking, you know, basic, you know, utility belt type things. I think maybe he's able to replenish his explosive batarangs and stuff like that. I think he'd survive, you know. He'd be on the level of Levy, I think, doing up there oh, being yeah. a badass. Granted, Levy kills no problem, and so does Mikasa. I think she's a badass too. But I think Batman would do what he needs to do until he finds out the mystery, and then then he'll be like, we can't do this anymore, you know, because he wouldn't know. So, um, And I don't think he faults anybody for not knowing, you know. So yeah. there's that. Uh, Moncre says uh would you rather see a burton clayface nolan firefly uh batman the animated series pig i really like this question yeah um i think because these these are all very different very yes. very different um i to think me, oh, I, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say to me nolan Fireflies at the bottom Yes, that's for me. I, it's so simple. I, it is simple, and honestly, I think we would have gotten it if Batgirl. Uh, yeah, I think that the way they were probably making Brendan Fraser was quite possibly the like most realistic way to make uh, yeah. Firefly. Um, so that's what I think there. Um, as far as Batman the Animated Series, Professor Pig, though. I don't think he would have been as scary as yeah, I would not. want him to be. Yeah. So I think that is like, and it's hard because Burton Clayface, mm-hmm. Burton Clayface in 2023 or Burton Clayface in the eighties and nineties. I don't think you could really do it in eighties and nineties. I don't think so. Yeah. But now I think Burton Clayface now with technology and everything would be great because I think Burton would get a bunch of his actor friends to play various Clayface roles. He would have Clayface True. turn into different people and like they he would be like, Oh, I'm gonna cast you for this one thing. You're gonna be Clayface, but only for this scene. And yeah. I think that'd be really awesome. So uh Man, you would see Keaton, Johnny Depp, oh, yeah, everybody, everybody. <laughs> uh Helena Bon Carter, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would be Clayface at one point. Like, yeah, it would be amazing. So and you could also you could I'm telling you, you could just make that fucking movie that I mean, that fucking issue of that one bad day. So, all right. Next up, we got uh, Nathan, uh, which says, which of these villain team ups would be the coolest to see? Assuming they're all well written. Clock King slash Calendar Man, Pig slash Dollmaker, Scarecrow slash Mad Hatter. I feel like Scarecrow Mad Hatter is kind of easy or like done before. Not necessarily done before, but I feel like we've seen enough of those two characters that the yeah. team up wouldn't be so great. Pig Dollmaker would be vicious. I think that'd be kind of awesome. That would be pure nightmare fuel. I think yeah. And Clock King Calendar Man would just, I would be interested to see the scheme they come up with. I honestly, I think that the Scarecrow Mad Hatter would be in in this way of thinking mm-hmm. scarecrow mad hatter and the main title of batman pig dollmaker clock king calendar man pure detective stories put them in yeah yeah because 
I mean, Pig Dollmaker, though, they like they both kill people and use their bodies for their amusement. So, yeah, that'd be fucking crazy. I really want to see them in live action one day. But, uh, yeah, I think my I think the story for Clock King and Calendar Man would be some awesome shit. I would love to see that. But, yeah, I don't know. So I'd probably go I don't either the first two. Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, I'm not that interested in. And last uh, comment we got is from Jason Todd. What villain would make the best hero and why? I feel Bane is smart and strong enough to redeem himself. So I guess we can't pick, like, Harley. You can't pick Ivy. You can't pick Catwoman. So all the Gotham City Sirens. They're all yeah. basically anti-heroes now. Um, who else? Let's see. Can't really pick Clayface because he's been kind of on both sides recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to kind of been there, too. It's hard to choose anybody who's also been on the Suicide Squad. True, true. Um, Would be the best hero. Because, I mean, if if Clayface hadn't been a hero or good guy at one point, I would say Clayface because he could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he I I like that they made him evil again in that book. Or it seems like that's what they're trying to do. So I don't mind him staying there um would make the best hero i don't know man that's a that's a good question because yeah bane well here's the thing one bad day kind of put bane there and i don't really care for it yeah you know so So, make him a more spy like human target hush Mm, maybe i mean he but like again i would love to see like a one bad day or something of how human target not human target how hush like recovers and does his stuff because like he's so good at what he does like the training and stuff so yeah he'd be a good spy for sure i want to say man bad but he's also kind of doing good so how about how about this because i feel like there's an else world where this actually happens um, but nobody has written it yet, so I'm mm-hmm. probably putting my foot in my mouth for somebody to steal my idea. The Court of Owls. As good guys? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Are they like a secret society that does well? Yeah, a secret society that does good, and although their methods are inhumane in nature... Yeah, they are. They are basically preserving the fact that there will always be a guardian in Gotham because they're protected by zombies. Hmm. I could see that. Okay, I could. Uh, it'd be interesting. It's better than a lot of the recent Court of Owls shit we got. Mm-hmm. Which weren't they supposed to do more Spawn Batman books? What happened with that? That feels like it's been like six months. It it hasn't been that far along, mm-hmm. but I feel like. Again, when it comes to Todd McFarlane, he likes to think that he is an event type person. And I'm sure they're just waiting for the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That is a that is a tough question. Um, because a lot of the ones that you think would probably be good heroes, people have tried to do that already. You know? Yeah. So and they've also even done the ones that should never be redeemable, and they've tried to do that too. And I don't agree with that. So I'm sure there's like somebody that I'll think of later and be like, oh, yeah, that person would have been amazing. But as of right now, you know what? Mr. Freeze. 
I think Mr. Freeze could do a lot of good. And he tried to in that one one bad day. Yeah. So I would go with him because I think his brain is super intelligent and he'd be able to do something with healthcare and stuff. Not necessarily be a hero, but I think he could do something good. And that's do you know of- what villain that I have not seen in DC in years? And I can only think of one reference of him mm-hmm. in almost the last 10 years and probably even longer than that. Um, Great White Shark. Great White Shark was, I think, recent, not recently, but in the last couple years was in that stupid whale monster book that they had. That had like Frankenstein, uh, the killer whale, uh, had all like the weird monster type villains. I think Great White Shark was in that. So, oh, really? I think I, I I could be getting them confused with another shark character, but hmm. Great White Shark has been like there are times when he's like a normal human with sharp teeth, and they just call him the Great White Shark, and then there's like times when he's like an actual fucking shark. I think so. Like and. and- I just remember him as the guy that is in like a suit like vest. Yeah, that's the and the, like kind of like the mobster. Yeah, yeah, with the sharp teeth. And like literally the last reference I can remember him being was in the very first or second Arkham Asylum game. So I also believe wasn't he in the movie um Assault on Arkham? No, was that, that was that was uh, that King was King Shark? Shark. Yeah, they got to really clarify these guys. If, uh, yeah, it's it's there's if, too many shark like characters. Yeah, Black Lightning's not in that one, right? I just remember that that fucking reference of the Black Lightning where he's shocking. He's like, "You've never had Black Lightning," and she's like. <laughs> i'm like y'all know what y'all did there man oh i just think it's so fucking funny but yeah so there's there's that um but i mean i guess king shark could be a good shout as well you know so he can go out and just destroy everybody that's like putting plastic in the ocean like that's gonna be his hero he can go work with aquaman he'd be a great person to work with aquaman to be honest um, all right, that's going to be it. We're going to move on to comics, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get through these, and then we're going to go into our Shazam review. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Danger Street. I think this issue was the easiest one to read out of the last four. Yes. Right? This, Smoother? this issue was so smooth, you could follow it, and I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I it was I was like I'm not gonna lie love Tom King favorite writer but I was like oh, time to read Danger Street because I just <laughs> knew there's so much packed in and it's just like I'm like all right but this one was smooth there was action in it we got character development the story moved on and I was like yes this is what I like I just think those first three issues had to introduce so many people that it was a slog and you're just kind of like ugh um so yeah i really enjoyed danger street also i felt like i had a um what do they call it like um a hidden memory unlocked reading this issue because i completely forgot what had happened to lady cop like that she was she witnessed a murder or whatever you know when she was young i was like oh yeah i know that information that was in the first (laughs) issue so like i like that that happened kind of also gave me the vibe 
of the chick from Rorschach in her scenes. Yes. You know, because yes. she was shooting Very the gun so. stuff. So I was like, okay, okay. I see what you're doing there. Uh, how do you feel? So I think Tom King also knows that people are kind of like having a tough time with Danger Street because on his Twitter this week, he was like, go check out Danger Street, two deaths and something else was happening. He didn't say who died or whatever. So I was already, I was like, all right, well, some people are going to die in this book. And were both the deaths from that green party? Is that the real deaths that they're counting? So, or the green team or whatever they're called. So you have the kid in the woods. Yeah. That dies. Which that was cool. I, that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then I think the second one is the uh it's like, the 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 creeper kills a dude in the alleyway. Okay, see, I didn't know if that was necessarily counted as a kill. Oh, because... you're right, because the dude in the theater dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he slaps. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that guy dies actually. Yeah, who the fuck was that? I have no idea. So the I don't know who the, the theater, old man was. Yeah, okay. I have no idea. So here's the thing. This is I actually completely forgot about that guy. But does the kid who slaps the creeper, right? The creeper is the talk show host, right? I'm not wrong there, or am I wrong there? Are they two different characters? So from what I can remember. Because he doesn't want to talk bad about the creeper. So is it the same guy? Like that's his daytime persona? Or is the creeper always the creeper? I'm trying to remember if this is okay. So I think it is because the same guy you mean? Yes. Because canonically the creeper is Jack Ryan or or, sorry, Jack Ryder. Yeah. Um, Talking about freaking uh, the quarry earlier. Uh, uh, Jack Ryder. And I believe that is who is in this story. Who is the uh, the journalist and the reporter is yeah. Jack Ryder. So it makes sense that that is the same person. Yeah, okay. So the kid slaps him, right? But if you go to the last nine panels, he's killed over with a drink. So I didn't know if that counted as a death. Like his drink is spilled over and he's like hunched over on his desk. So I don't know if that kid also died. But see, here's the thing. If you look at the panels where the kid is actually slapping slapping him, that entire mm-hmm. page, there is nothing on his right-hand side of the face. If you go to the nine panels at the end, there is a black dot right next to his ear. Mm-hmm. Was he shot? Huh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, either way, this book is getting interesting because we are starting to see more of the new gods. Uh, We found out who the assassin was or the guy that's been kind of like going around trying to kill him. And we also found out that uh, the guy that we didn't know who the fuck he was, the assassin that was protecting, who's supposed to be protecting these kids, uh, is just named Codename Assassin. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I I think I think that will be that's again, we've said this before. If there is a mystery character or a mystery in general, yeah, uh, Tom King either waits 
in issue 11 for that big bomb or beginning of issue 12 to resolve the entire story yeah um and so i think the uh assassin will be unmasked or at least we will know the true identity of the assassin by the end of the story yeah it's batman um he's, he always puts batman in his stories most of the time but anyways yeah so main main gist uh story so much easier to read this week uh, I, I still find it interesting. I just think there was a lot going on, but I think it's starting to get spread out. He's killing characters, so that's good because now we're just like, all right, less to read from these characters. But I'm I'm interested to see these next. It's always like issues four, you know, four like six, uh, five, six, and seven that is like can usually take the lull. But I wonder if it's going to be different here because it felt like the first three were the lull, and maybe yeah. the story is just going to keep going up. It's going to be a stairway. So yeah. uh, I'm kind of hoping there. I'm excited to keep going with it because, yes, this book, I think if this would have been a slog, the reason why I want to keep doing Tom King's books, even if they are a slog, is I know there's some people out there that be like, oh, Juice doesn't want to talk bad about Tom King. I'm like, no, if I if it's a slog, I want to talk about it. Yeah. So I want to keep it here. The only reason we didn't do Supergirl is because Clay was already mad after the first issue. Okay. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so, so pissed. That's why we didn't keep covering Supergirl. And it also had a weird release schedule where we missed an issue or two. Yeah. So like it was odd. But other than that, we'll continue to cover Tom King's books. But moving on from there, we're going to go on to Batman The Adventures Continues. Batman The Animated Series Continues. Um, love the continuity that they're doing in this series because yeah. we got a new character um i think like two or three issues ago right because i think the last issue was the girlfriend issue or no, like the so ex- so the the new character wait, wait, which new character are you talking about well because the... remember i think the last issue we read was the the girl that dated harley and bruce uh-huh. i think that was the last issue but then we got the man who we found out was a muscle was the muscle was arc. muscle was actually in uh season two uh this is season three uh muscle yeah muscle was in season two and that's why the story continued into season three and i was like oh that's so cool okay yeah Yeah, i thought that was season three weird um so yeah anyways this is a joker story now granted i'm kind of tired of joker stories but they made this one interesting because the suicide squad was going after not the joker but his henchmen because the way they they think is you you take out the right hand of a villain the villain will eventually collapse yeah uh and this villain i can't remember his name off the top of my head well that's but, what they're telling us or that's yes. what they're telling batman yes that's yeah. that's very true but this guy who is basically the you know the the big henchman of joker right now he has a weird origin story it it is like think of captain america yeah if he was evil um and he was a soldier wait you got the vibe that he was evil well because technically he saved somebody like because we're seeing his war days he saved somebody and then he gets approached by an evil villain that's what i mean though like think think of if captain america was turned evil Oh, okay. Um, I, I think you meant, that like, through he was a bad guy. No, no. Through the reveal at the middle of this book, mm-hmm. we learned that somebody approached him. That somebody, being Doctor 
Hugo Strange. Yeah. I think the manipulation of Hugo Strange made him the villain that he is today. That's 100%. what I think. And yeah. so uh, he is now working with Joker. Uh, he looks like a completely different individual. If you look at the panels before and now who he is now, as far as like just the way that he, you know, he's like a of, robot. Yeah, he, he yeah. is very stiff yeah. in the way that he talks and everything else. Uh, he's having these weird dreams. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Batman is uh, doing more investigation to see who this person is. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes and visits the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And this is very interesting because of the conversation we had the last time we talked about this. We said, is it very smart of Batman or is it ethical of Batman to willingly give somebody to the suicide squad. Yeah. And he does mention, Oh, it looks like the suicide squad put you right to work. He even tell, he even is in the room where they operate with the bombs. And he yeah. tells Waller or he asks Waller, Oh, is this where you put the bombs in their head? She's like, mm -hmm. why are you volunteering? Like, yeah. like, do you need a bomb in your head also? Um, so very, very interesting. The relationship that Batman is having with the suicide squad, but it very much fits who the batman is because yeah. he's like okay as long as they're not you know doing evil things out in the world and i am keeping close watch of them because mm -hmm. that's that's genuinely who batman is like yeah just the same way that he was at the end of the original suicide squad movie when he was talking to waller he's like hey get your get your shit together or i'm gonna get my guys to to put an end to it you know yeah uh so what I really liked was we got an inkling of somebody watching Batman yeah. and the, the perspectives kind of changed in to like her or I will. I, that's a little bit of a spoiler uh, narration. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, oh, maybe he didn't notice me. He's looking yeah. right at me, but maybe he noticed me. And then at the end of the book, they encounter each other. And Batman even mentions, oh, I know you've been following me. Who are yeah. you? Yeah. And this person has a gun. I think I know who it is. I think it's very obvious. Yeah, so, yeah. Super obvious. Yeah. It's the girl that got saved at the start of the book. Yeah. yeah. The captain or the colonel or yeah. sergeant or whatever. So yeah, the, this Captain America type character saves somebody from death uh, at the start of this book because they were both soldiers. So she has a obviously special connection to somebody. I think anybody would. If your life is saved by somebody, you have a connection with them. And so she doesn't want to see him continue doing what he's doing because he was a good guy and they changed him in the military, like with Dr. Hugo Strange and stuff. So she's taking on the vigilanteism and Batman wants to help. And she's like, you can't help us. And then she fucking shoots him up and he flies out of a window and it says to be continued. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is um, Batman does know about this person, but he wants to find out even more. So he gets Barbara Gordon on the, on the case. And I just, Barbara Gordon looks so great in these in these books. I think she looks uh, perfect. She looks great. I love that they went back to the somewhat original art style. Yes, because the Harley book was weird. Yeah. Uh, don't know why they tried that. But yeah, I, I enjoy this one. I do think this is a mixture of the like OG art and the season like season three. season three. Yeah. It's like a mixture of both. Cause Joker does not look exactly like he did in the first one. Cause he has the black eyes, which he has in the season three, but it's like they're combined now. So yeah. 
Uh, I could be also wrong, but Hugo Strange looks like he kind of did in the show. So, um, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought this is awesome. Can't wait to read more Paul Dini. And oh, I also forget the other person's name, Alan Burnett. Uh, awesome. C- continue doing what you're doing because this is great. Moving on to our final book is Justice Society of America, number three. Uh, this is a story that has been, you know, this is uh, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns has been out here writing this story. Continuation from Flashpoint Beyond. Continuation. And it's been solid so far. I've been really enjoying it. And we get this, this story starts off with, these are the losers, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, the army crew. I think it might be. I don't know if Sergeant Rock was the head of the losers, though. This gives me the loser vibes because it's called the, the New Golden Age and this chapter is called Wartime. And it's July 1st, 1944, the Western Front. And I feel like that would be the losers. So, oh, you know what? I think you might be right. Because okay. it does say that they were led by Sergeant Rock. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we got the losers going on. And we finally get the origin of the stranger. And we find out bitch was a Nazi. He's a fucking Nazi. Yeah, fucking Nazi. Um, what did you feel with this reveal? What do you think about this overall origin for this character? I saw it and I was like, it makes total fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like th- them damn Nazis, they were uh, trying to come up with some new, you know, stuff to beat the Americans and the allied forces, I believe is what they're called. And look kind of like they were doing some devil worship stuff with their technology. But and- the way they, they describe it is that they knew it was some sort of time travel thing. But yeah. It's so weird when it comes to things in, in the 40s and like everything has to be like witchcraft or magic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you see the freaking uh, 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 star circle thing. I forgot what it's yeah, called. The pentagram. Uh, pentagram on yeah. the floor connected to this freaking mechanism, large freaking device. And that's what essentially teleports the stranger. Yeah. Uh, who we now know is a man named uh, oh, I forgot his name Dagaton yeah is his name and he is a JSA villain yeah because we we learned from uh the current JSA that they fought him before and you know usually he does he he tries to fix things in the past in order to defeat the JSA, but they're really confused as of why he is going to every single point in the timeline, past, present, and future, mm-hmm. to destroy the JSA. Of course, that's the mystery of this book. Yeah. And I really dug it. Dude, again, Mikhail Janin, one of the greatest artists yeah, at, at DC. Phenomenal. I love the montage of all the JSA fighting. Uh, they're fighting a bunch of bizarros, which I think is really cool. Yes. Um, this new outfit for Power Girl, really loving it. Yeah, I'm surprised they're still going with the booba. I thought yep. that's something they were getting away from, but I love the iconic booba circle. They 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 have the boob window, but they don't have the short cape anymore. They have like a like a coat now. She and also got pants. And she has pants. And that's yeah. and that's the thing 
for for a majority of the Superman family now, they all have jackets. It's like uh, a weird like CW thing, uh, but it actually really works, and I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like it too. Um, and I think you know I could I I could see the argument there, like yo, that other Power Girl was super sexualized, booty shorts, boob window, like you know. I totally get it. She wasn't very, it looked, it's like she was wearing a one piece bathing suit. So yeah. I totally get it. But keeping the iconic booba window and covering everything else, a fair trade. I think that's awesome. I think she yeah. looks dope. Love star girl in here. I want to know what Jeff Johns feels every time he writes star girl, because it's his sister, right? Like that's what she was mm-hmm. created for. Like, I'm just curious on how that writing process goes. As he's like, I'm going to make her look awesome today. Or like, I wonder like just his vibe what it feels like um because she's in here and she's all like uh she's doing her she looks like she's holding her own which is badass we do see huntress show up and join the fight and she's over here fighting some bizarros and she goes after the main guy that is controlling the bizarros which i forgot his name um but they're like oh we got to go after the main guy and she ends up shooting angler yeah angler shoots him through the hand and then kicks him in the face and then they're all like yo who are you and then uh, Dr. Fate shows up and he's like, hey, she's from the future and she saw me die. So <laughs> we need to get this fixed because I don't want to die. <laughs> so uh, there's just like this huge conversation that goes on. We go back to the 1945. We do see uh, the losers there. And we kind of just get this other vibe of just seeing the stranger. We get the story that the stranger has been defeated throughout time, always because of the JSA, right? But that's also when we also learn from Huntress or Huntress let them know, well, he just beat me in my time and killed everybody, including this Dr. Fate. And that's when Dr. Fate's kind of like, whoa, I'm just, I'm new at this. Like, you're going to tell me I'm going to die? Like, I don't see that future. And so I like that we all, you know, everybody went to the JSA headquarters. They were all kind of talking. Um, and they don't, if I'm not mistaken, right, they don't call Batman. So Batman is available at this time? But they don't call him. Am I correct in that? Yeah. So, so they want to get in contact with him. They yeah. They don't call him. They want to. And I believe it was uh, who said that. Uh, oh, Huntress herself says no. We can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want him getting hurt because this is part of the timeline where he is still alive. Yeah. Um. And so. She says, no, we can't do that. That's when they're like, okay, good point. This is the JSA problem. We're going to fix this ourselves. And that is when Dagatson himself just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's the end of the issue. Yeah, because they say like, well, we got to find him. And then he's like, oh, you don't have to. I'm right here. And he shows up right on their table. And uh, yeah, I and then the next one says the death of the JSA. So uh, good shit, man. This book is good. I wish I am still waiting for the fucking hardcover collection of Doomsday Clock. I don't know what you're doing, DC, but I would love the fucking hardcover collection of Doomsday Clock so I could buy that one. And then I can go buy uh, Flashpoint Beyond hardcover. And then I could buy this hardcover when it comes out. You know what I mean? Um, Because I want to keep buying that kind of stuff. But anyways, this is fucking dope. I thought this was great. And I'm excited to see. But let's go ahead and go on to that Flash review. Now, 
This is for anybody out there. This podcast is probably still going to be another 30 minutes or so. We are about to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This is going to be spoiler-filled. So I would highly recommend, if you don't want any spoilers, pause the podcast now, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to this, and let us know what you thought, especially if you're on YouTube. Also, I don't know if Spotify has a comment feature anymore. I did notice that we can ask questions on Spotify, but I don't know if you can reply or how you reply. It's weird. There's a lot of changes going on, which I think is kind of cool. Also, Spotify listeners might have noticed that we had a video last week. We uploaded the video version to Spotify. Oh, wow. It actually worked. Yeah. I want to try to see if I can design something different to actually take the full version of the phone so people can actually watch it in a better experience but i don't know how we would do that so that's gonna be a while until i figure that out but it would be really cool to have two different versions um that fit the platform you watch it on but anyways starting right now we're gonna be talking about shazam so pause this run away do whatever if you don't want spoilers because in three two one shazam spoiler field review about right now so clay first question we gotta ask did you or did you not like this movie? This was a good movie. Yeah. I don't care. I And, and this is going to be controversial for some. Zachary mm-hmm. uh, Levi has been very controversial as of late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still a goddamn good Shazam. Yeah, I liked him. I was all like, <laughs> I was all like, you, I, I was worried. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was worried. I will be completely honest. I was yeah. like, is because. There, there is, and it's happened before mm-hmm. in other movies, other TV shows. Something controversial happens with an actor, and you just see it all over their face. Yeah, in the next project that they're in. Yeah, this, I just saw Shazam. Yep, and it yep. just worked. And I'm hoping that happens with the Flash because there's a lot of controversy written on that face. But yes, I'm hoping is. it's going to be the same. Yes, I and we do know the approach of James Gunn. He was like, look, a lot of people are going to say stupid shit doesn't mean that I'm not going to work with them. You know, like everybody's different. So I like that because it's possible we will get another Zachary Levi Shazam. And I want another Zachary Levi Shazam because I actually really enjoyed this movie. I told Clay when we were walking out of the theater, I was like, at the start, Clay, I was like, I thought this wasn't going to be good because the movie was kind of slow. There was one chuckle here or there. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna be good. By the end of it, I was just like, that was awesome. Like, I want to see more. I will admit, though, I feel like I don't know if it was just because the way like the, the part of the theater that we were sitting in or everything yeah. else. I heard some people chuckle when the funny yeah. part came. I feel like we were might have been the loudest, unfortunately. Oh, we were definitely the loudest. 100%. I think we laughed at parts other people didn't laugh at. But I think it's because Marvel might have changed the way people see humor. That is also very true. And there's one Marvel moment in here that annoyed me, uh, which was the building scene when he crashes into a building. But they are throwing buildings at him. So I, I, I will admit. I don't think anybody laughed at that part. Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't funny. Definitely, it, it wasn't funny. But I w- I will say that part was in the trailer, mm-hmm. and it played it off as that as if it was going to be a funny scene. It did not end up being a funny scene. Yeah, it just the way what I mean by that is it felt like I knew that hit was coming, and like Marvel usually uses that to be funny. You know, it's the let's all strike a pose and get hit by a meteor kind of thing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, so I knew because he was dodging all these buildings in one scene, and then I was like, he's gonna get hit. He's he's gonna get hit by a building. Like I know it's coming, and it happens. And then everybody's like, oh man, that's tough. And he's like, oh well, you know, whatever. But anyways, let's just go back to this. Like, yeah, I I was genuinely surprised at how much I like this movie. Do you think it's better than the first one? I this is hard. This yeah. is hard because you have already an established Shazam family in here. Yeah. And it's 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 established, but also it's a little bit of the controversial part of the movie. Yeah. Because at the very beginning of the movie, we learn that like they have like a secret code of like how they go out and fight crime together. Yeah. But like Freddie Freeman really wants to be his own hero and not with the family. Yeah. And so you are like at the beginning of the film, there's already a clash of heroes and you're like, what the hell? We didn't even get to see them in their full form from the first movie. Granted, we have now learned through uh, this film that two years have passed since the first movie and the second. Yeah. Um, So they have grown a little bit. Billy, uh, another part of this film is the fact that, uh, Billy is turning 18 soon. He's afraid mm-hmm. that they're just going to cast him out and he's not going to have a family anymore. Kind of weird so, with the DCU happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like I, that was something that I was kind of disappointed in because mm-hmm. for me, when I saw the first Shazam, I was like, okay, like they're going to make the, Shaz- the Shazam Lee a big thing in the second movie and yeah. moving forward. And they did but I just felt like it wasn't enough at times. You know? I agree. I agree. There could have been more of the parents, but I do think it wasn't that detrimental to the film. Um, Correct. Uh, and we'll talk about it later. Cause I have a lot of thoughts on what happened at the end of the film, but yeah, so we do, I did find it kind of, I find it interesting now that I'm thinking back about the first movie, Freddie was getting on so much shit when shazam was being an asshole and then freddie became the asshole because he got the powers i love the kind of like oh you're being exactly what i was at the start and um dude he him and his counterpart him and his shazam version are just perfect adam brody so good i said this i said this right when the movie ended because i saw it right when they were doing at the beginning of the movie they have a moment where the whole entire shazamly gets to save people at the uh philadelphia bridge yeah and it's collapsing uh again the director's wife plays yet another character in this movie that was Uh, her i knew i was like i know she's somebody yeah yeah Yeah. uh although i i will say this every single time i hear that song Mm -hmm. goosebumps don't care it's one of my favorite songs yeah uh i need a hero yeah and i love the fact that they actually acknowledge it in the movie how is she easy to be in a superhero movie she's she's listening to it she falls off the bridge in the car and of course shazam freaking catches her and he says oh my god did i save you while you were listening to this song how awesome is that yeah um so i thought that was really hilarious but going back to adam brody in that scene i feel like his line delivery was so what shazam should be Zachary yeah. Levi does it good, but Adam Brody just like chef's kiss. I, I just love who he is as this character of Freddie Freeman's. Uh, technically, he is Shazam or Captain Marvel Jr., Shazam yeah. Jr., or whatever. Um, 
So I really, really enjoyed him. Uh, really sucks that we didn't get a whole lot of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the whole point of this movie is like uh, freaking Freddy gets his powers taken away for the majority yeah. of the film, right? And how? Because of a girl. God. <laughs> young love, man. Always screws you over somehow. So uh, it's really funny. There is a TikTok going around with mm-hmm. uh, the girl who played Anna. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was recently in uh, West Side Story, uh, okay. the the remake of the movie. Um, and they asked her at the red carpet this week, hey, so what brought you to the, this corner of like the superhero genre? And she said, I'm going to be 100% honest. I needed a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I was like, thanks for the honesty. That is yeah. super brutal. But uh, well, I mean, Brendan Fraser did it recently, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was all like, would you ever be in another DC movie? He's like, yeah, I want to work. So, like, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? It, it's only the really, like, Oscar-worthy people, that, like the, the DiCaprios of the world, right? Like, yeah. don't do superhero movies. Uh, shut up, man. Shut up, DiCaprio, with you sucking out the life of 19-year-old girls now. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, fucking, so we get the whole Shazam family. Oh my god! I don't. I need to know this actress's name, but Mary Marvel, fucking. I will look it up right now. She's like my crush right now. She looks so great in this fucking film. Uh, There was one moment where, because I like how every kid had their own issue, right? Like, and that's what you would expect for kids that are growing, especially that are all teenagers. Uh, Darla seemed to be fine. She seemed to be just enjoying still being a young young girl and stuff like that. Uh, We did have Mary Marvel, who was trying to be. who was like, I, you know, I didn't go to college. Like, I want to go to college. I want to meet people my age, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like, you know, there we get this vibe. Well, we don't get this vibe, but it's part of the story where, you know, uh, Billy was trying to keep everybody together. Like, we got to work together. Like, the family's got to stay together. We know he has abandonment issues, so he mm-hmm. doesn't want anybody to leave. So that's a big part of it. And even Mary Marvel calls that out. Because, like, everybody's like, I'm going to go do this. Because we know that, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting the blue one. I already forgot his name. Um, uh, um, Freddie? Freddie, Freddie. Well, he gets a bunch of different names here. Freebie, uh, I think was his name in this set too. Uh, I <laughs> love that. But uh, so we get Freddie. He he he's got a new girl, so he wants to go spend some time with her. Or he's also doing crimes on his own. He's saving the world on his own time. Yeah. And so he's doing that. We have, uh, you know, um, I wish I knew all their names. Like it just like sucks that I don't know all their names. Because what is the um, because it's Pedro, right? Is the green one, the gray suit one. What was his name? Because uh, like he doesn't get that much screen time. I feel like. So as the credits say, we have because uh, I don't know the gray one's name. So we have uh, Eugene is uh, the gray suited Shazam. Okay, we okay. have uh, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro's a green one. It's green. Darla's a purple one. Darla. And then we have uh, we have Mary. Yeah. As and then uh, Eugene was the only one I didn't know. So Eugene is calculating all the doors. Like he's doing research and finding what every door is in the um oh why am I forgetting the name? The Uh, Rock of Eternity. Rock of Eternity. He's finding out where every door goes. There is like some funny jokes of what is what, you know, he get cut. Co- he gets covered in slime in one of them. 
and he's like mature like duh so i don't know what that joke was but <laughs> he's uh just making some jokes i love what they did with pedro we kind of got the vibe in the last uh episode in the last movie that he was gay right and in this one, uh, you know, he's he's with his mom. And she's like, I knew you would love baseball. They're watching like the Phillies or whatever. And he's like, yep, I love baseball. And there's like this guy shirtless, this this baseball player shirtless. He's like, yeah, I love baseball. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to go watch baseball. There's a game starting. So he leaves. Uh, Darla is like, I, she saved a cat, which I love that she saved a cat before she saved humans. And then she's like, all right, guys, let's, I'll save you too. And she's like, I got to go take this cat a bath. And that's when Mary's like, I, I want to do stuff. Like, I want to go. I didn't go to college. I want to go to college. And Billy's like, why you got to go to college? Like, Wonder Woman doesn't go to college. Like, she's she's fine. A lot of Wonder <laughs> Woman name drops in this movie, which I thought was funny. And so we have this moment where I don't think this is the exact moment, right? I think it's after he gets the dream or like he gets talked to by the wizard that he comes and tells everybody. Everybody's like, ah, eh, we'll do our own thing. And then she... Am I getting that timeline right? Or is it that yeah, moment yeah. when everybody leaves when she's like, I know you have abandonment issues. So no, so the abandonment issues came before uh, the, wizard, the wizard, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so he kind of lays it, she lays it on pretty thick. She's like, look, I know your mom left you, your dad left you and you're scared, but like, you know, everybody's got to be able to live their own lives. And so he's kind of just like, oh, whatever. And he goes and does his own thing. And then um, he's having a dream at one point. And he's he's in Paris. And we're like, why the fuck is he in Paris? And he's having dinner with somebody. And I was just all like, who's this going to be? I was like, wait, I think I know who this might be, but it'll be interesting. And we we get nothing but back shots and our leg shots or whatever of somebody in the Wonder Woman suit. But we never see her face. And I'm like, there's no way they're doing this again because we thought they were going to repeat the Superman thing. Dude, the fact that they did three different shots yes. and did not show her face, yes. I knew immediately what they were doing. It was yes. absolutely hilarious. And then we got blackface. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, I was laughing so hard with that, dude. I so loved funny. it. I love because like I know there's like everybody gets upset with like, you know, people in like cross dress or whatever at times in movies and like that's insensitive or whatever. Everybody has their opinions. A dude's face or head on a female body is always funny to me. So I I, I want. So, again, this is what we find out is a dream. Let's yes. just put that out there now. Yes. But from literally the neck down is yeah. Wonder Woman's body, and the head ends up being the wizard. Yes. This was absolutely hilarious. He even has the long hair, though, of Wonder yes. Woman. Yeah. Yes. So I want I want to know, do you think this was actually Gal? Uh, no, probably not. In You don't think so? No. I mean, I guess it could have been, but, like... I feel like you could find you could just get her body double from the movie. That is true. You know, that so is true. You just you literally just have to go to the credits and find out if her body double was also in this movie. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I would I would do that um, where I would assume it could be just somebody else that was, you know, Gal Gadot's body type. And so, like, I just thought it was so funny because they actually are having a conversation. He's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, why? Are you, I thought you died. Like, why are you doing this to me? And because this is his, like, dream with Wonder Woman. Because, like, he's 
saying that he doesn't want a relationship with Wonder Woman, he's like letting her down, like he's rejecting her in this dream. Which I was <laughs> like, like, what? Oh, well, you know what? Let's 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 just end things with a kiss. And he like yeah. eats a mint really, really quickly right before they kiss. That's when the wizard shows up. Yeah. Dude, it was gold. There was humor in here that really worked for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think this there was some of these moments that we thought were really funny and some people weren't laughing. And we were in a theater, we were in a packed theater. There was a lot of kids in this theater as well. But mm-hmm. I just love the ridiculousness of things. And I feel like people don't appreciate that. They want like an actual punchline and joke. And I'm like, yeah. no, I find the ridiculous funny, you know? Because I, I Marvel humor doesn't work for me. And I think that works for a lot of other people, especially younger people. And I don't get that vibe. Like, I'm, I'm too old for it nowadays. But anyways, loved that scene. So Billy wakes up and he's like, ah! And he he calls everybody. And this is, there's a scene when Freddie's talking to his new little girlfriend. And they're talking about how they both have, you know, sisters that are, or, you know, older brothers, sisters that are overbearing. And of course he shows up and he's like, oh, speaking of my brother. And then he's like, we got to talk now. Tells him about it. And he's like, we need to call a family meeting everybody shows up except for freddie because why he's got to spend time with this girl he's got the girl man yep and so the two stories are going on uh simultaneously we know shazam is trying to figure out what these sisters are or who's coming to try to fight him because the wizard told them all this information we find out this secret passageway to like a library dude for everybody that's hating on Harry Potter right now, because you don't want anything to do with J.K. Rowling, go jump in the Shazam universe. Because that's Harry Potter fucking out right now. Yeah, You know, it's superhero wizards. Like, better, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah, anyways. So if you need a new Harry Potter, go watch this. But, so they we meet uh, Steve, the pen. And he's like having these little moments where he's talking to everybody, writing down on this magic paper. And at the same time, Freddie is trying to impress this girl. And he's like, well, you ever, would you want to meet one of these superheroes? And she's like, yeah, do you know them? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely bring one here, like the handsome one. And they're like, oh, that one? And she thinks she pointed to Pedro she points first, at Ma- right? No, she she no. pointed at Mary first. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, Mary? He's like, yeah. no, 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 the male. Oh, this, and he points to, she points to Eugene. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, It's all subjective. It's yeah. all subjective. I think she you points know? to Pedro after that, too. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, no, he's like, yeah, it's subjective. It's subjective. And so then he's like, yeah, I'll go call him right now. And she calls. Then that's when we get uh, Freddy's version of Shazam. And uh, then this is where the evil starts. Granted, it started off with this hardcore, like, evil museum scene where everybody's got massacred. Which yeah. I thought was really cool. Setting, I love Lucy Liu and uh, oh my god, what's the other lady's name? She's like super uh, famous. Uh, uh, he- uh, Helen, right? Don't uh, I don't get her confused with Helen Bonham Carter. Don't that's not her. <laughs> no. um, I forget her actual name, but it it was um, Lucy Liu and uh, I just forget her name. But the other one, I thought they were great villains. I thought they were awesome, and they did really well in what they were doing. Oh, they were man. very yeah. Yeah, Helen Mirren, okay. And so Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu um, were uh, two of the three sisters. We find out the third sister is Freddie's uh, new girlfriend. And so I thought that was really cool. Obviously, that's when he gets his powers taken away. At this moment, when they find out who the sisters are, uh, freaking Billy and the whole family is like, oh, no. And they go and they take off because they know Anne is one of the villains. This is when we got that Marvel moment where she's able to, like, manipulate buildings and just, like, surfaces and stuff. 
So she's throwing all these buildings at um, at Billy, and he crashes into one, which was just – I was like, okay, whatever. And then this is a point when they seal off Philadelphia or a part of Philadelphia, and they're yeah. like, nobody's going to leave until we get what we want. And so Billy is in this other world where – not yeah, not Billy. Uh, Freddie's in this other world with uh, his girlfriend. He gets locked in with Shazam, uh, the wizard. And mm-hmm. so they're locked in a cell together. There's a little bit of banter there. The wizard will not call him by his real name. He's like Frisbee, fucking Jack, like just random, random names. Like, I just, I literally just told you my full name. And he's all like, ah, freebie. And um, so we have banter there. And then it's about all about like Shazam and the family kind of, you know, like we got to work together. We got to try to get him back. Yeah. And it's just not like working. And they're like, we're going to go, we're going to trick him, you know, like, cause you know, and then there's that scene from the trailer. It's like, well, it's all about family. You know? Well, before before that, they have this moment where they're like, oh, we're going to send them a letter, a peace letter, and we're going to mm-hmm. do an exchange. And I think yeah. this was one of the best, like, best parts of humor in this movie as well, because it's a magic piece of paper yeah. that will then turn origami into a bird and then go to the realm where they are at. And Helen Mirren's dry reading of this letter yeah. made the humor so much better. Yeah, it was hilarious. I I couldn't stop laughing, but like again, this magic pen that they found writes literally everything they're saying. Yeah, so they are saying what they went in the letter, but also the pen is also writing down the external commentary they're having towards yeah. the letter. Helen Mirren delivered it perfectly. It was so funny. Yeah, uh, it was great. So they set up a meeting when Freddie's about to die. We learned that Freddie's a really strong kid. Because they use I their really godlike, yeah, they use their godlike powers on Freddy that are supposed that everybody we've seen before this just gets annihilated by this godlike power, and he's fighting it. And they're like, "Whoa, this one's actually really strong." Because the thing is, it's gods versus humans, and they think humans are beneath them. Yada yada, that whole story. So they're intrigued by Freddy being so strong, even after they took away his powers. So. They send him this letter and they set up a like uh, basically a sting operation because they're going to try to capture one of these people, uh, one of these three sisters, because we're like, you know, what, we're going to capture a sister and then we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and trade for Freddie. And so they have this thing. It's a family moment from the from the trailer. And it's just a big fight scene between uh, Helen Mirren and Shazam. Everybody's kind of fighting, doing some really cool stuff. And I like the action in there. I like it was a lot of just throwing each other against walls, which I thought was really cool. Um, I did. I don't know if you noticed this, but my mind obviously went there. The girls get caught up in some wire, get all tangled up. And I was just like, oh, the ladies get tangled up? I was like, okay, okay, if that's what you want to do. Somebody's been watching anime. But uh, anyway, so the girls get tangled up into wire. Billy breaks the wires around their necks because that was smart. I actually like that little moment because he's like, oh, that's what's going to kill them first. So and then he ends up beating Helen Mirren. I like that he kind of like tricked her. We do learn out later that she wanted to get caught. But I like that he was like, oh, I bet your dad wasn't fast. And he like tricks her and she gets smashed by her own divine, her own uh, her own fucking metal ball or whatever they did. And they capture uh helen mirren's character and they're like all right we're gonna go ahead and trade and this is when like billy is doing like all the banter again he's like oh yeah we should have steve write another letter and send all this stuff and helen mirren's character gets out like gets out of this prison captures the seed or the golden apple which is what they we find out later was the most important thing that they needed and uh this kind of fast forwards the story to 
uh, the I forget Anne, right? Anne is the other the third sister yeah. that uh, is dating Freddy's um, character, and she saves their life because they meet the dragon and they're about to die. And we learn this dragon is like a fear based dragon where it puts all your fears in front of you and you just you're paralyzed. So she saves them from the dragon. She's like, look, you saved me from those bullies, although technically I didn't need you, but you're a hero. Uh, so I'm saving you guys now. And she's like, they're doing too much. I don't want them to do this, but you got to get out of here. So she lets them go. But that's when Helen Mirren's character comes back and is all like, she already has the apple. The wizard's like, oh, fuck, she has the apple, dude. Like, we got to get it back. So I really loved this moment when Freddy and the wizard need to get the apple back. And he's all like, I'll go. And Because, like, Freddy, obviously, we know he has a disability. He has a, mm-hmm. he has a, the crutch. And he's like, I'll go. And he's like, uh, 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 you probably shouldn't, man. He's like, your knees crumple when you move. And I was just like, <laughs> Did you hear the pops when he's, like, yeah. moving his knees? <laughs> so he was like, good luck, Freddy. He's like, oh, you used my name. And he's like, yes, Freddy uh, Freeman, right? He's like, Freddy yeah. Freeman. And he was like, good luck. And he was like, all right. And then he just goes and does all this stupid, like. So the actor who plays Freddy. Yeah. Um, what's his freaking name? Uh, he is so funny. Yeah. When it comes to his, like, the way that he's, like, walking around with a crutch, trying to be all stealthy, rolling yeah. on the floor. All of it's so stupid, but it works so well. Yeah. And he eventually gets so close to the apple he grabs it he's like sweet and he walks away he bumps into something makes a whole bunch of noise that's what catches their attention yeah and they're essentially about to kill him and that's when uh i believe it was shazam uh comes in saves him uh and he's able uh freddy's able to with the length of his crutch was able to touch the 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 staff yes and and yell shazam and get his powers back yeah. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's only for a limited time because he yeah. gets them taken <laughs> away again near the end of the movie. Yeah. But still very, very fun. Uh, that's when stuff really starts to hit the fan. They're like, they get back into the Rock of Eternity. They get into another room that, of course, takes them to their home. They're all in their Shazam forms and they go right into their parents' bedroom. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But like, we, we got to go. We got to go. And they're like, yeah. uh, who the hell are you guys like we this is this is billy this is eugene this is mary like and yeah. the, the funny thing is mary's the only one who plays herself yeah like and they still don't notice it like that's yeah. the funny well he thing. called it out because he was all like that's mary obviously he said that so <laughs> okay like, i didn't yeah. i didn't miss that. yeah I didn't no that. i caught that i was like well, she looks exactly and they're like no that's mary obviously and so they said that and then um what so what did they say? I'm trying to think of how the setup went. Did they all say Shazam? They didn't say Shazam in the moment. They were like, you got to tell us what's going on. Or what was the thing? What was the gay joke? Because like that was oh, cause, cause, hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so so they were like, okay, it's time to tell the truth. Yeah. Like, so just tell us the truth. And they're like, we're superheroes. Evan, uh, <laughs> Pedro's like, I'm gay. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it's so funny because again, they make this joke of like they knew, and they're like, Yeah, dude, we we all knew that. Yeah. And Pedro's like looking around, he's like, seriously? 
you guys do that? And his mom was like, give him the sweetest face. He's like, yes, honey. We, yeah. we all knew. I loved it. It was just a seamless joke that was perfect because yeah. it does how it should be. Nobody mm. should care. And yeah. I think that is, I hope people, I know somebody's going to be like, that was terrible. They should have focused on that character more. And I'm like, no, because it should just be like that. If you come out as gay, people should just accept it. There should never yeah. be a problem. And I love that it's family. Family should just accept you as you are. And so I love that. I love that everybody knew. And they're like, bro, what? we knew. It was just so good. Because uh, I also think he had lost his powers at this time. Yeah, he did lose his powers yeah. at this time. Uh, and then right before they left the house, they're like, "Like, we got to leave. There's a dragon coming here. He's like, wait, you mean the, the like coming to this house, the house that we just bought? And they're like, wait. You just bought the house and they had to leave and the house gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it got destroyed. And so, yeah, the house gets destroyed and they all start running away and they uh, they all fly away and they fly to this junkyard. And that's when the dragon shows up and everything's going all crazy and stuff. And then that's when Lucy Liu's character just starts stealing people's powers. Yeah. And the only two that are left are Mary and Shazam. Yeah. Mary goes and grabs the apple. She runs. She flies off while... Uh, Billy Batson Shazam is trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, he's getting they, everybody to safety. Yeah, they they end up hearing Lucy Liu's character uh, stole Mary Marvel's powers in the air. Yeah, and it's this I felt was a little weird mm-hmm. because again I understand like you want to give the hero a dilemma or whatever. Yeah, but it legitimately looked like Zachary Levi Shazam was like deciding whether he wanted to go for the apple or Mary. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because, well, the apple was supposed to be the, they could have done this better. I 100% agree. Um, They should have, I think, played up the destruction of the apple more and why, like, at all costs, it should, we should save the apple. Uh, I think they could have done that a lot better in the movie. But for the most part, yeah, he even flies off to the direction of the apple and then ends up going and we find out that he saves Mary Marvel and he captures her midair. But it looks like, yeah, it looks like she's falling to her death, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, he saves her and like the mom's like, oh, you know, freaking about to cry or whatever. He's like, oh, my God, you're safe. And it was freaking Billy's the only one left. He's like, all right, I got to go fight this bitch. And like this moment, they're like, all right, well, we got to, you know, does he go? I forget what happens is because they're like in the field at that moment. Right. They're not on a parking well, no, structure. So, no, they are in the parking structure at that already. Point. Okay. because yeah, because at that point uh lucy Liu's character goes to the stadium she says oh this would be a perfect place for a garden she plants the apple Mm -hmm. and that's when you see all the crap happen yeah they land they uh the family drives up in the van while shazam flies uh in the same spot they look to see how everything's kind of messed up and they see all of the monsters yeah he went to go fight her for a little bit because she that's when he learns about the battery power Yes. Yes, and then he flies back to his family. He flies back to the family, and we see all of these like egg things start to hatch. Yeah, this was a great scene because we got to see another cameo from behind the camera. Uh, The director uh, was one of the uh, victims of these monsters that are popping up all All mythological creatures, Cyclops, fucking like Wendigo type creatures and stuff like that there there is another creature that shows up that yeah we'll, we'll talk to, about that later th- which is amazing yeah um, so um one thing i want to mention though so there was this 
again, in regards to talking about the family, how I think the family could have been played up a little bit more. There is this moment, and it's very small, where Billy still calls his mother Rosa, I think is her name. Uh And he's all like, I'll buy Rosa. And when they're leaving to go fight crime for the first time in this in the movie. And and then, then the father's all like, he'll come around. Like, don't worry about it. And so right before Billy's going to go fight Lucy Liu, uh, because at this point, Lucy Liu has killed, killed, quotation marks, her sister. And she's and she took away the powers of her other sister. So it's only Lucy Liu at this moment. Yeah. And Shazam needs to go. He's like, I got to go take her out or the city's going to die. And so his mom is there. They're all on top of this parking structure. And he has a kind of like a conversation with like, dude, wizard, take my powers back. Like, I'm not I'm not the guy like you got to do this. And yeah. he was like, no, you are the guy. You might not have the brains for this. He was like, the, but- <laughs> the wisdom of Solomon joke that kept yeah. going. There, There's sometimes a joke that just like dies. Yes. And they keep trying to beat a dead horse. This just kept working. Yeah. I really loved the wisdom of Solomon joke. that The they humor kept- was was great in this. Yeah. I, the, the best one was the wizard. I'm the wizard of Saruman. Like I was, I was like fucking great. Oh, so you think I don't have the wisdom of Solo Man? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's so fucking good. So like, I'm assuming Mary has that right. I would it, assume so. Yeah. Right. So um, so he's like, I don't have it. He's like, no, but you have it in your heart. He's like, I know I picked right because you did not hesitate to give your family powers because you think anybody can be a hero. And I was like, oh, okay, little heartfelt thing going on here. And that's when his mom's like, Billy, like, before you go, can I see my Billy? Not not this Billy, but can I see my Billy? And he's like, yeah. And he he transforms into his kid, his kid version of himself. And he gets a, he gives a hug to her. And he's, like, promising. He's like, once I fix this, like, don't worry. Like, you can let, let me go. Like, I'm totally cool with it. Because he's afraid that he's going to age out of the family and they're going to let him go. And she's all like, why would I ever let you go? Like, you're my son. And so it's like his heart. I got a little teary eyed. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed the moment. But like you said, as far as like wishing that the family portions played out a little bit more. Yeah. I never want to say a scene that needs to be deserved. Mm -hmm. I feel like there needed to be at least one more scene with Billy and Rosa to really make that scene hit even harder yeah i I agree i think another and that's something that could have been left on the cutting room floor i feel like it probably was i feel like there's probably some family scenes that have been cut out but um because you know this is probably went through a few edits because there there was a scene early in the movie where the dad is talking to some sort of like electrician or Mm -hmm. something he's like yeah, the house keeps getting struck by lightning and da, da, da. Yeah. but then when Billy when he actually sees Billy transform yeah. in that parking lot, he he like he holds the little kid. He's like, wait a minute, is this why the house keeps getting struck by lightning? Yeah. <laughs> like it's all coming together. It was for good. Him. It, it was good. It's those little moments that made the moments funny, right? So like there was a like nice little heartfelt like moment between the mother and, and Billy, which I thought was really nice. And he he calls her mom there. So I do think another scene would have been perfect to really hit that home. So I totally agree. And so I was all like, oh, I think that's so it's such a nice moment. Then Billy goes off to fight and he's already learned like I know what I need to do. But he finds the other like dead sister and he's like trying to shock her alive. And he t- he does it once. He's like, I got to do it again. She's like, no, let me die in peace. Like, please. <laughs> He's like, I need you to fix this. Like, 
I need you to like release the bubble. Like I know how to beat her. He's like, you're not going to win. He's like, but I figured that like I can cause a bomb with, with the freaking the staff. And she's like, it'll kill everything in the bubble. And he's like, that's why I need you to do something. And so we find out that Billy's over here. He takes the staff and all that jazz going to fight the, it builds up to this big battle where the sister ends up closing the, the bubble. And this is after uh, this moment where I think Freddie and the girl are about to die because she no longer has powers. The dragon shows up. He's going to kill the third sister. And Freddie's like, he, he fights his way through his fears to get to this girl. And they're like, we're going to die together. And that's when Shazam shows up. And he's like, hey, bitch, I stole your staff. Because Freddie's a distraction. Steals the yeah. staff. And that's what leads to the end part of the movie. And um, she closes the bubble. So now it's just basically around Philly Stadium, which is the baseball yeah. stadium. And there's this moment where Shazam meets his family because they're in the parking lot. They're on the outside of the bubble. So they're not yeah. going to be affected by this. And uh, it's kind of like they're saying their final goodbyes. And Freddie's yeah. like, no, dude, this is my fault. Like, you know, basically, he doesn't say it's my fault, but that's basically what he's saying. And he's like, no, nah, man. And he's like, there was this, what was the room? It's all for all together. So, so it's the saying that they have, it's yeah. either all or nothing. Or, yeah. or, or no one because it's either we all go fight crime or no one fights crime yeah and so he said it again he's like yeah you're right like all my family gets to live yeah and nobody gets hurt yeah like that that's how he kind of played it with freddie at that point and that's what starts the fight uh, the like the real final battle between uh shazam and lucy Liu's uh daughter of atlas character yeah but Let's rewind because uh -huh. we forgot about a, an important part about the monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best so, part. Yeah. So uh, they're in the van and uh, the dad ends up calling the van the battle wagon because yeah. he wants because he even says, I'm trying to get in the in the groove of things. You yeah. Know, I'm trying yeah. to adapt. And so they start to drive. All the kids have lost their powers, but they're still wanting to help people. Yeah. Well, they brought Steve, who was the magical pin. Mm -hmm. And uh, the littlest daughter, uh, I can't remember her Darla. name. Darla has a notebook. She's like, hey, Steve, like, what are monsters scared of? Yeah. And he's like, oh, the king of beasts. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, okay, well, what's the king of beasts? And the wizard Shazam is like, oh, that's a unicorn. And Darla's like, oh, yeah. a unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Eugene's like, those don't exist. He looks out the window and he sees a freaking griffin thing yeah. just like start blowing fire. He's like, uh, maybe they do exist. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, and she's like, okay, well, where can we find a unicorn? Mm -hmm. and, and Steve writes down this magical pen, writes down dark caverns, and they're like, okay, well, what do they like? Like, what 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 do they feed off of? And they said some word i can't remember what it was yeah, but it's Abba, the ambrosia or something yeah, like that I but it, what it was. It, it's basically the nectar of the gods yeah is, is i remember uh i believe it was freddie who said it mm -hmm. and so they all uh darla's like oh i have an idea and they yeah. walk out well remember the wizard at this point says that unicorns are assholes like they hate yeah. you yes yeah. like, so if if anybody looks up a unicorn mm-hmm of course, you're always going to see the stereotypical white unicorn with the rainbows and everything. Yeah. Excuse me, everything else. But if you look at like the actual mythological ideal of a unicorn, mm -hmm. it's always very fucking dark. Yeah. And that's kind of what they took for this movie. And Dara's like, 
ah, I got an idea. Let's let's go find it. Mm-hmm. And the wizard is like having none of this. He's like, oh, yeah. like we're 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 gonna we're probably gonna get killed. I'm like I'm terrified. What's gonna happen? And so they end up going to a parking garage where it's like the darkest. Yeah. And way down the parking garage, you see something moving. It is literally a unicorn being born out of like these eggs. Yeah. And it looks absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's and got like Darla, shadowy eyes. Like, yeah. yeah like, Darla is welcoming it. She's like, yeah. oh, come here. Like, this is going to be fun. The wizard's still not having anything. Mary is starting to really question things. Everybody's mm-hmm. absolutely terrified at this thing just galloping towards them. Now, Juice called this yeah before yeah. it happened. And it was quite possibly one of the funniest fucking yeah. things in this entire goddamn movie. Yeah. So Juice, why don't why don't you uh describe so what happened? What ends up happening is I obviously one of the biggest things that you always see with the unicorns, as Clay said, is the rainbow stuff. And they're always like they fart rainbows, like it's always a big joke, like it's this big thing. And Darla. I think there's this moment before when they captured uh, Helen Mirren's character, Darla. She's always the sweet one in in the in the whole group, right? She was like, even though you're a bad person, that doesn't mean that means you still have rights, but you don't get the watermelon flavor. So she was like, you get all lemons, and so she picked out all the lemons from this huge bowl of Skittles to give to this woman, and then the woman's gone, and that that was this earlier on in the movie. So we know Darla loves Skittles. And so she has, so what ends up happening? I'm like, unicorn, rainbow, Skittles, Darla loves them. I was like, taste the rainbow. <laughs> and so like, I was like, I said that moments before this is happening. And Darla throws all of these Skittles on the ground. And it, then it starts to go in slow motion. And then yeah. it does a really quick close up on Darla's face. And yeah. she just whispers, taste the rainbow yeah dude <laughs> it, it's like a, it's like one of those stupid early 90s yes. commercials dude it was great <laughs> it was it, so good because like i was like because i think i said taste the rainbow and then i was like this is product placement at its best and so like fucking the it's there and then the it's kind of like doing it, it goes down and it eats some and it's like oh and then they're like yeah we don't have i, I don't know what the actual word was but they're like this is the closest thing we got and so the unicorn's all happy, and then it calls for more unicorns. And so they all get on these unicorns, and they just start killing things. Like, it, there's a Cyclops, and it's like, huh? And they, they're, like, going down, like, Game of Thrones. They're all running on these fucking <laughs> unicorns down the street. And the Cyclops is like, oh, shit. And these other things are like, oh, no! Spirit it right in the fucking yeah. chest. As soon as that one just flies off onto a car, you just see Darla say taste the rainbow mother and then it cuts to a different scene dude it was i was so dead <laughs> i was fucking dead dude because she's so happy she's on this unicorn she's like taste the rainbow motherfucker like it's so because i was not expecting it i was not expecting it it was so fucking good dude I after that I was like this movie is an A plus for me at this moment because (laughs) that was great. I love when the innocent characters do something like that. The sweetest innocent characters cuss or whatever. It makes my day. So Darla riding a unicorn, this scary ass unicorn, saying fucking like you know taste the rainbow, motherfuckers, fucking great. So all that happens, then we go back to the bubble. 
it's Shazam versus uh, this dragon. Epic fight. That dragon looked really good for CGI. Like, yes, really good. Very, very good. So epic battle fighting. And did you get the vibes of uh, Henry Cavill uh, Spear? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like they did it on purpose. Yeah, so almost mirroring mm-hmm. the scene from BVS where Superman is holding the Kryptonite spear. Yeah, uh, Zachary Levi is throwing this staff, this of course myth- mythical staff, into like he's trying to stab the dragon with it. Yeah. Almost, it looks. Well, like. he's charging it too. And and that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Lucy Liu's character has no idea what he is doing. Yeah. Because there's also a really cool moment, like before the battle, he like starts to throw lightning inside yeah. the dome and it just starts bouncing around. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we forgot to mention is that the original Captain Marvel, Shazam, makes an appearance in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so he has he has gotten a lot older um from uh his old days on tv uh, almost unrecognizable to be completely honest the only reason why i knew who he was is because he literally shouted out the name hey captain marvel and then he yeah. has the actual colors on of red and yellow yeah do you think they can only get away with that because he had a bunch of nicknames in the movie yes yeah i wish they could just work something out be like just give us but they have a title stupid yeah. captain marvel at marvel yeah so um, and it's their fault because they dc accidentally let yeah. the the copyright go out of out of date like yeah. that's their fault yeah. um but the the fight happens and he's getting this thing charged up there's really two cool shots of him like really just beating the shit out of this dragon yeah i really really enjoyed it um, but eventually you start to see the entire dome just like pulsate with lightning and energy. It's about to go off. Yeah. And then finally he spears the dragon with the staff, pushes it towards the tree and then yells Shazam. Yeah. The lightning. I, I honestly, the lightning probably broke the dome in mm-hmm. some capacity, but the, the bomb goes off within the dome and the fight is over. Yeah. You see Helen Marin's character die. The dome disappears. Lucy Liu and the dragon both disintegrate into dust. And that's when the Shazam family... All the monsters disappear too. All the monsters yeah. disappear also. And then all the Shazam family comes into the stadium and find a dead Billy Batson. Yeah. Freddy's uh, freaking out. The mom gets there. She starts crying. Um and the wizard ends up getting there because they were all on the unicorns, but they see the explosion go off and they're like, he's the only one that knows. He's like, we need to go. He knows that Shazam is dead. So they run over there and he, everybody's crying, obviously. And he's like, he was a hero. We'll give him a hero's burial. And the thing that was really cool is when Shazam kills everybody, Helen Mirren's character is like, he's actually a god. Yeah. Because uh, uh, worthy of a true god yes, or something like where, that. Yeah, something along those lines. Basically admitting that he is a god. And so I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then what ends up happening is they give him a, a burial in, not in, in their world. They give it in, in the god world. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And then they there's a tree there, the, the tree that they wanted to plant originally, I'm assuming. So, mm-hmm. and then they bury him right under it with, uh, with the thing. And Freddie, who's like the most heartbroken out of everybody, it puts a photo of them together from the first movie. First movie. Yeah. That was really cool. 
And the wizard is like, is there nothing we can do? And there's like, there's no more power in the staff. Only a god can bring back the power. And remember, the, the Freddy's girlfriend got her powers taken away. So she's no longer a god either. Yeah. And then... And, well, he says only a god can spark uh, magic into the staff, is, yeah. is what he says. And he's like, there's none left. And then you hear a voice say, well, there is one. Yeah. And the camera zooms out. You see the boot. And then immediately hear the theme yeah i i have to ask do you think it's too cheesy for every single time like a character comes into a scene that their theme comes up i'm not gonna lie to you clay i didn't even notice the theme played oh really yeah i was just so excited to see Galgadot. i was just like yeah because we got bamboozled earlier and when i saw the original bamboozle I was like, this is perfect if she's actually in the movie later because they tricked everybody. So they probably pissed everybody off. They're like, they fucking did the Superman thing again, these fucking bastards. Like, <laughs> so they're pissed off. And then she actually showed up at the end. I was like, yes, that is a way to troll an audience. I fucking yeah. love it. So I didn't even hear her theme. So, um, but I was so excited to see her there. She fucking brings the Zeus powers back and freddie is back alive i'm mean, not freddie billy's back alive but he comes out as shazam and i love this line he comes out he's like you guys buried me it's been like two hours or like two days or some shit like that like How yeah, you he, bury me yeah so it's, it's it's only been about two hours or whatever yeah. uh and it's so funny because like every like there's a very nice moment where like all of these flowers are blooming it's a yeah. really nice scene and you kind of think like okay billy's dead but maybe the power the Shazamly can still live, right? Yeah. And then you just see the fist pop out of the freaking <laughs> dirt and everybody freaks out. They're like, oh my God. He's like, well, you, you buried me alive? Like, what's wrong with you guys? They all give him a hug. And then he freaks out. He's like, oh my God, it's Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, you know, cool seeing you here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, you have something here. You know, something. He's like, what, what? Oh, that's a spider in my teeth. That's <laughs> so embarrassing. I'm so, so sorry. She's like, yeah, it's, it is kind of embarrassing. And he, he proceeds to be like, hey, so just because I have the powers of Zeus doesn't really make us related or anything. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to, like, you know, you know, just, just be 18 call me. soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm turning 18 in just like a couple months. And, you know, uh, and she says, stick to saving the world. And she just walks away. Yeah. Um, great use of Gal. Yes. Now, I will say this. The rumors did say that she had a more significant role yeah. in the movie. And I kind of think bringing back the main hero from the dead is pretty significant. Yeah. But I will say I thought she was going to join the fight at the end. Same, same. Um, but I don't mind this because she would have overshadowed, overshadowed, overshadowed Shazam. Yeah. So I, I don't mind this use. If they want to release a deleted scene later where she did join up and they kind of took it out, I'm cool with that. But I like what they did. I, I also don't, I don't know, man, because it came out recently that this movie was made with only $100 million. Only $100 million. But for a, a movie of this caliber, it was crazy that it was $100 million. It looked a lot more expensive than $100 million. Yeah. So I just don't think they maybe could even afford Gal that much. You know, Probably I think this not, was a quick, yeah. quick thing. So I don't know if it's as crazy as people said it was going to be. Um, but there's also rumors of her being in Flash, right? So we'll see what happens there. 
That's true. Um, but you know, uh, what this does set up though is possible Gao in the future. Uh, granted, Flashpoint can delete everything, as they said, but I, I'm dude, I really hope this movie does well because what we one thing we did skip over, um, was th- this one moment when Freddie uh kisses his girlfriend and they find out that she's 6,000 years old and yeah, she kisses so, her so, in the death because <laughs> she says, Oh, I'm okay with dying, I've lived my life, and he's like, Lived your life, you're the same age as me, and she's like, No, I'm 6,000 years old, yeah, and like in her final goodbye, she kisses Freddie, and the dad is like, In retrospect, this is pretty inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I love see that for me that's comedy like a, like little shit like that is comedy to me where I think some other people wouldn't laugh at that like yeah. I because calling out obvious shit is funny to me yes. like some people would be like that's meta or it's not that's it, I don't think that's the definition of it it wouldn't be meta exactly but I love calling out obvious shit um, yeah. I love the little quotation of like that's Mary obviously that was perfect like great stuff um so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of the humor in this. And then we get to the end of the movie where they're building their house again. Like it's all in there. They have the Shazam family or what is it? Shazam. No, or- so, so no, no. On there's a little note next to the door yeah. that says no Shazamming indoors. Oh, Basically yeah. don't cause lightning to hit the house. Yeah. Is basically what it's saying. So I thought that was really funny also. Yeah. So that was cool. And so they're all like sitting down to have dinner and it's just a big happy family. Um, the Anne is there, and so it looks like her and Freddie are dating. The mom all nonchalantly, she's like, "So, what are you gonna do in, uh, you know, your other world? Like, what, how, what are you gonna do?" She's like, "Well, I think I'm gonna let it blossom and stuff, and let it do its own thing for now. And I'm gonna spend more time in your world uh, to get to know the humans better, so we can, you know, hopefully live peacefully." And yeah. so I thought that was kind of cool. They kind of hold hands. Everybody's kind of just like chatting and whatnot. And then somebody's at the door. And Billy goes and gets it. And it's freaking the wizard all pimped out. He is a super pimp. And I'm just like, oh, damn. They even make it. They're like, oh, bro, you're pimped out. Like, they even say it. And he's, like, talking about, like, um, you know, I've come back. He He's there to take the staff. He's like, I'm going to watch over the staff from now on. And um, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to, like, I'm, I'm going to go travel the world. I, I spent so much time in, you know, the rock of eternity in prison like i'm gonna see what your world has to offer and they're like oh do you need like us to take you somewhere and he's like no nah, i got an uber outside <laughs> like yeah so like very nonchalant stuff and uh if i'm not mistaken is that where it ends or how did it end like the yeah, actual that, ending that's it just that's, ends there right that's basically where it ends be- well because you get that and then I'm trying to remember there isn't another scene where they go out and, and fight crime. So I, I believe that is it. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure uh, there's probably something that I don't know if it just ends there, but I, yeah. I we might have missed something. But yeah, so that's basically how it ends. And um, then there was two after credit scenes. So yeah. the first after credit scene is the two people from Peacemaker, which is James Gunn's wife, which is Harcourt. And I always forget the other guy's name. But the guy that plays King Shark and um, he's, you know, James Gunn did say we will be seeing my friends sooner than later. I wonder if this is what he meant. 
It was, um, uh, let me get his name. I forget the character uh, is what I was trying It's Economos. Yeah, Economos. There you go. So Economos and Harcourt are walking down this dirt road, and they're like, oh, why do we got to go get this? Freaking Economos is bitching about his shoes. He's like, I wear the wrong shoes. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, we're not going to stop for your damn shoes because if we miss out on this guy to come work for us, whatever, right? And, like, Clay's like, he's going to work for the Suicide Squad? Because they're walking down, and you hear Shazam in the background. He's, like, shooting bottles. Yeah, he's in this abandoned gas station shooting bottles. He's having a lot of fun. And all of a sudden, Harcourt's like, Billy Bassett. He's like, yes, I mean, uh, I don't know who that is. But if he was somebody, I bet he's pretty handsome and pretty cool guy. You know, trying to do, of course, the the very silly Shazam thing. And they're like, shut up. We know who you are. We want to ask you a question. Would you like to join the justice she's like yes yes i've been waiting for this my entire life yes i'm gonna join the justice like he's like the justice society and they're like he's like oh uh yeah sure but is is that the same thing yeah like what i is, is that the team that wonder woman's on because yeah. that's the kind of thing that, that that's what i'm looking for yeah and even economist is like why are you so obsessed with wonder woman and i think <laughs> hardcore she's like no <laughs> like like kind of like not disappointed but i think she says no yeah, and, and, he, and even Shazam is like, wait, is he kidding? Does he not yeah. know why I'm obsessed with Wonder Woman? Like, it's yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was really cool. And then they're like, yeah, just like, it's the Justice Society. It's different. And then he was like, and then I think that's kind of where it ends, right? He's like, yeah, I'll join, but, like, I don't know they, what's going they, on. Harcourt starts to walk away, and even Economist is like, well, I don't want to walk back. Can you just drive by and pick me up? And yeah. that's when we get the whole thing with uh, Shazam pulling out his phone. He's like, Could, "Like, can you guys like possibly start to name your teams a little bit differently and not yeah. have Justice in the same name? Because yeah. even doing a small little Google search here, you could have chosen a lot of different names. Mm-hmm. The Authority Society. Yeah. And he starts to name all these other things. And then the last one, he's like, Avenger Society. Ooh, yeah. I kind of like that one. And it kind of just making fun of Avengers. Yeah. Or whatever. So that was kind of cool. And then the second one is probably what people won't be talking about as much, but I love that they did it. So the second one was seeing, um, oh my God, his name literally just blanked. Uh, it's not Savitar. I want to say Savitar. It's not Savitar. No, uh, it's, uh, 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 Savant, right? Yes. Savant. We see Savant in his cell. And he's like got a beard and stuff, and he's got all this writing on the wall. And then you start hearing, um, what's the caterpillar's name? Um, freaking, Mr. Mind. Yeah, Mr. Mind talking. And Savant's like, Where the fuck have you been? It's been two years. And I, I went over to Clay. I was like, COVID. I was like, <laughs> Duh. And then so he's like starting to talk. And he's all like, I got a plan. He's like, to beat everybody. He's basically, you know, he's like, you need to tell me what this plan is. He's like, why did it take two years? He's like, I'm a caterpillar. He's like, I can't get around really fast. I have to crawl and slug everywhere. Like, what do you expect? It's Savannah, not Savant. Oh, Savannah. Okay. So, yeah. So he's just going back and forth and he's all like, all right, tell me everything. And he's like, I will. But I got to do something first. And then freaking Mr. Mind just goes away. And he's like, no. And then that's how it ends. (laughs) So a lot of people were kind of pissed that he wasn't the villain in the second movie. Because they were like, that was, you teased it. Because they teased it in the first first movie. movie. Yeah. I think 
not every movie needs to be a direct sequel to the movie prior, yes. especially in a greater universe. Of course, we know that the DCEU is ending. There's a good chance, good chance, possibly, we don't know, depends on how well this movie does, I think, mm -hmm. that this continuity of these characters move on to James Gunn's DCU, right? Yeah. So I think that they could still make this a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the thing that James Gunn tweeted that I said that I wanted to talk about earlier, um, when we left the yeah. theater, Juice said, how much you want to bet there's going to be so many people they're going to be pissed off that Harcourt was in this movie because she is now James Gunn's wife. Yeah. Literally. Somebody tweeted at a picture that Gunn posted two days ago. Mm -hmm. He said on the way to the Shazam premiere, somebody tweeted at him today saying, stop putting your wife in every DC project. Yeah. He quote tweeted and said, the only DC movie I have ever casted my wife in was the Suicide Squad. I had nothing to do with the casting of any other movie. Anything else was a shot a year ago or so while I was in I was in deep with volume three, of course, being Guardians of the Galaxy. But I know some of you are deeply in need of a reason to hate her. Yeah. So we thought getting out of this movie that this was part of the notes that Gunn contributed yeah. to this movie. It doesn't seem like that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, but hmm, technically, you could have rechanged his lines though for the JSA bits. Oh, I guess no, that was, you could have changed her lines. I yeah. don't know because she, she could have been cast. But either way, I think it's a cool, interesting tidbit because well, I guess it does really, really make sense because of Black Adam. Black Adam had the JSA, mm -hmm. so and that's what we were talking about after is are those people coming back for the JSA? And I think it all makes sense because I do think they had a bigger plan. Now, is James Gunn going to continue the JSA thing? Because this does not, even um, Sandberg, uh, that's his name, right? His last name, Sandberg, David Sandberg. Yeah. Uh, even said this has nothing to do with the greater DCU. Like, or it, it doesn't affect the greater DCU. So we'll know after The Flash. The Flash is the next movie, Right. Uh, and that's supposed to set up the whole new universe. So we will see if there is going to be a JSA or not. But the authority, I thought, was interesting. So, yeah, maybe there wasn't reshoots or anything like that, but I think that was really interesting that they were able to... Um, I, that just seems, like, too coincidental that it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they made that joke and then James Gunn was like, I loved it. Because he said he really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, granted, that could just be what he has to say. Uh, but I'm curious if this was something that he saw that and he was like, oh, that's perfect because I want to make some of those, you know? Because remember, we haven't even seen half of the first chapter. So JSA could be in there, which would be great because you could do not necessarily a period piece because you wouldn't have Shazam in there. But James Gunn said they could that could be a good way to bring back Shazam to be in the JSA. Because the, here's the thing, too, is you could have Shazam, just Shazam in the JSA. 
and have his other family like, oh, they're back protecting Philadelphia. Yeah. So you could do that. It's a good way to just have Shazam in one movie, which I think would be really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Um, the movie in general. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I I'd be down to watch it again. Like has how much I liked it. So yeah, you know? I think I, I would be okay with watching it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't need to rush out and watch it again. I'd probably let the theaters kind of like die, you know, down, die a little down, bit. down a little bit. Especially the thing is, because uh, I'm starting to realize I was talking to some friends at the very beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying that there was not a whole lot of uh, tickets sold um, in their theater. Mm-hmm. But you had mentioned uh, might be, you know, difference in the scheduling of spring break. Yeah, we definitely if we're going to see it again, I think it needs to be during a time that is not spring break. Yeah, well, I think they'll also be uh, we could probably check like a 12 o'clock showing, you know, yeah. that would be nobody. Kids would be at school and stuff like that. Uh, we are seeing John Wick next week. So hopefully spring break is still not going on um, because, well, I, I, I don't like packed theaters anymore. <laughs> but uh, this one was actually surprisingly decent. I was kind of, there was a lot of kids. So sometimes I get a little weird with kids, you know, but it seems like everybody's kind of chill. It was a good, good theater experience. We were probably the loudest ones, to be honest, yeah, with the laughing. So, um, but I thought it was a great fucking film. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I just, if I'm, if I'm picking right now, I think I enjoyed this more than the first one. But I'd have to go back and watch the first one again. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the first one again. It's been yeah. a, it's been a minute. Because the thing is, Shazam's kind of a dick in the first one, so I yeah. kind of liked him more in this one. Although I will say the first movie did have a little bit. I don't know because I will say when he died at the end too, it got a little tired, teary eyed. I was just like, oh man, my eyes are dying of water a little bit. Like, cause the mom was sad. Like he just told her he loved her, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, I think like... the the performance of Freddie really yeah. got me in that one. Um, yeah. Because again, like it's, it's a very tropey thing to do. Like the two friends, the two best friends, the yeah. two heroes, like always drift apart, but mm-hmm. like something like a death will always bring them together. It's a very tropey thing to do, but this one got me. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, it got me some emotions in there. I, again, like I said, at the start of the film, I was like, oh, this might, this is kind of slow. It might be bad. But it started to pick up, and it picked up, and it was fucking great. I I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. So if you haven't seen Shazam, go see it. If you want to be a supporter of the DCU, definitely go watch this movie. Because this is going to be a part of the universe. They could continue these people in it. But, um. And remember, it's no longer going to be on HBO Max right away. So yeah. I think it's, what, 45 days or something like yeah. that? So uh, I would make it even longer, personally. I'd make it like 60. We'd give it two months. But Well, you know. a lot of people, a lot of research has shown that the first two to three weeks is uh, what makes the majority of the money when it comes to the um, box office. So okay. that's what really kind of, aims their 45 days it's just like okay kind of double that or triple that almost and you get 45 days yeah yeah um but yeah that's it ladies and gentlemen i really enjoyed this film i uh let us know what y'all think if y'all go see it before the next podcast let us know on the youtube channel but uh yeah clay you got anything going on this week man um this week of course star wars alliance is always bumping of course with mandalorian 
and with Bad Batch going on. So go check that out. Um, and that's really it for this week. What about you? Uh, I am constantly right now. I'm working on my editing job, trying to get all of that done. Um, I am starting to stream this week, only streaming on Fridays now. But I'm going to try to stream uh, more than two hours normally. So tomorrow will be the first stream where I try to do that. I'm going to try to stream from 6 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you guys want to come back in, want to talk, I will not be talking Shazam spoilers because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I will be like, yeah, I like the film, whatever. But I'm not going to be talking specifics of the film. So, uh, yeah, definitely come hang hang out if you want to talk about it. Or not necessarily talk about it. But, uh, yeah, if you just want to talk. But anyways, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!